0: Hello and broadcasting. Right, we're on from it from the beautiful central coast of California. It's the Doctor Death Danger Radio Show. Oh my god, this show's gonna go long, isn't it? Uh, I hate myself. You had me talk about Grand Grindcore. Well, I was stoked to talk about Grand Grindcore. I barely said anything. I know. I've been on a caffeinated mood. I'm like, dude, check out this blasphemy band, bro. Come on, let check out this blasphemy band. I'm just chilling, bro. Right? I know. Don't worry. It's going to be a good issue. show. That's my
1: issue.
0: I need a chill. It's going to be a good show. It should be a fun show. Ain't that right, listeners? You know it's a fun show when we're talking in the intro. Is it not? I oh, don't know. I feel like it's very bad for me to talk an in intro. And listeners, welcome back to another episode of the Dr. Danger Radio
1: Show. I mean, the Triple D Radio Show with their boys, James and Edward. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back, welcome, welcome back to our show, our humble little show. We've been away
0: for like a minute, but we're back.
1: Yeah, wasn't our fault. I'm pretty sure because I had to go to a wedding and I was off to Vegas. Yeah, your favorite city in America. Fuck Vegas for reals. And then you were out uh, this weekend, last weekend. With a thing. Well,
0: I was out last week in with Vegas and then like, Sorry, this weekend, uh, like and then like literally as recording. I literally went and I like drove five hours today. Well, two and a half to get to Bakersfield and then play a set and then come back.
1: Yeah. So you're 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 a little uh you're a little on the on the loopy side.
0: A little bit. I woke up earlier than I wanted to because I didn't really crash out 6 a.m. as soon as what? Six a.m. Nah, seven. Uh oh, okay. seven twenty. But I just didn't crash out a good time because, dude, last night I was fucking binging Moral Oral like a motherfucker. Oh, also, listeners, there are timestamps in the beginning. If you ever just want to like to skip towards the review, just a friendly reminder. Yeah, this might go long unless you really like hearing about our lives. But yeah, I was listen- watching. No, I was binge watching Moral Oral like a motherfucker. One because like good friend Oscar. Was like talking to me about the show. And I remember watching that show back in the day. Do you remember that show on Adult Swim? Which one again? It was like the Christian Clay Animation
1: show. Oh, Moral Oral? Yeah. I love that show. I literally said that, like, I guess I've mumbled it. Sorry, no, my I'm I'm, I'm you're not the only one that's out of it. <laughs> no, I love Moral Oral. That show's great. Dude, I
0: was binge watching that shit last night, and I'm like, dude, it was go like literally till like 11 at night where I'm like, I have to run to the space and load up the vehicle. Yeah. Where literally, but I hit the episode that got the show canceled. I'm like, you know oh, what? I feel yeah, like yeah. is a I feel like this is a good spot to go and get my shit. Because I've had episodes like Wow, I really felt, that made me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> all right.
1: Yeah, the show's pretty, you know, pretty consistent. Some stuff through season one and two. There's some darkness, sure. But bro, well, once the season, season three hits, oh dude, shit goes off the rails. Well dude, it's like
0: season three, it's just like, all right, let's really make it weird. But while also have it circle around the fucking, well, I haven't finished the season. So I don't know if they like, you know, get back to away from that goddamn, like, like the hunting trip. Yeah, yeah. Because like obviously the hunting trip got dark. But that was like exciting though. That was like, oh "Oh, my god, (laughs) we're gonna like Morals like gonna come like, you know, confront his fucking asshole dad.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But yeah, I know. But the episode that got canceled though, that was like,
1: oh god, that's such a good episode though.
0: I don't know. I don't want to like that up. I don't want to like that episode. No, I understand. It's as I said, it's really just like very uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm not gonna break down that episode.
1: Did you know Morals' dad is the guy that voices Baymax? Oh shit! Really? Oh yeah, straight up. I met him at D twenty three, and uh, you know he does the whole thing, the whole gimmick. You know, hey, how are you? Shakes his hand, and then I said, I want, and I told him, I said I wanted to mention I loved his work in uh, Moral Oral, and he got this like super. He he just looks super stoked, and he was like, oh, let me shake your hand again. I was like, yeah. You must
0: have really loved that show. World Warhol was a great weird show. Like, I was
1: bummed it only lasted three seasons. Could have gone for more.
0: Oh, no. I have a feeling they were going really weird with that show. <laughs> As
1: I said, it gets very like, they do try to like, it's
0: a show that they really try to like push it, like push the themes a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's a good show. Like, dude, I have was binge watching it easy. Like, obviously, the fun shows are just like, oh, hey, this is just a wacky adult swim show. Yeah. But, yeah, then season three is just like, wow, this is just getting really, de- like, they're just like, all right, let's just show some of the most depressed fucking people. Like, and we're just like, these themes are just very depressing. Like, in the mind, was like, I'm uncomfortable and just, like, really sad now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, watching
0: that. It's like, I guess it's like the, it's like Evangelion, bro. <laughs> like I was thinking More oral But then I was thinking Like how Evangelion That fucking show Just gets Doesn't me.
1: go as hard As Evangelion Because Evangelion Is about well, Evangelion like, It's like dude I have a
0: feeling They're kind of like The same thing It's kind of like, like Evangelion starts off With like a little of, like Very like emotional themes, like you know, like conflict with characters. But then it's like the monster of the week show. Yeah. And more oral's just like, all right, what's the wacky scenario this week? Yeah, because more oral's
1: whole gimmick is like, hey, you know, it starts off actually kind of generic if you think about it, because it's like, hey, here's this here's this Christian town and this really nice kid, but oh, the town's not as perfect as we think it is, kind of And then
0: like the kid takes things very literal.
1: Yeah, but then it but then it 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 kind of deconstructs the, the the premise, but it's also a real I'm not gonna say character study but it's a real character driven uh, season 3 makes it into like a character driven almost like art house like art piece kind of gimmick yes it gets a little wild Evangelion the director Hideki Anno, had like a super depressive breakdown. There was a whole bunch of other shit happening, and that show was all about like deconstructing an entire, not just the world and its premise. It was deconstructing the entire mech genre. So there, there was a lot of moving parts. Moral yeah, world's pretty small. But then it to. just gets
0: really like you know, just like it gets very just like God. This is just miserable themes. I as love like Evangelion, like so both much. shows. Yeah, I'm like there's a point. I'm like dude, world world's <laughs> more digestible. I think a little bit because it, like. The last like couple episodes just was like I a mean moral mess.
1: oral didn't have a have, have a shinji in said, the hospital room. I scene. said
0: I said, like, forget I haven't finished Moral Oral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I like literally the episode that got it canceled is the worst of it.
1: I'd I say I feel so. like there's an
0: episode, the backstory of the dad, which I've seen like pseudo clips, and I'm like, Wow, they're gonna go there. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like I can already tell. It's just like But yeah, bring back Moral Oral. Bring back Moral Oral. All right, so but Talk about Evangelion. There's been this youngster who's always sharing Evangelion memes. Ha! nice. Like he wants to jam. He wants to start a band and he hit me up. I think I'm like 10 years older than him. Okay. It's a little awkward. But at the same time, I was like, you know, homie, I'm down to jam. Do like a four song demo. Maybe just get you started jamming music. Make you realize, oh, this is some easy bullshit sometimes. (laughs) You don't overthink it. But friggin', he's been very flaky. Every time we're about to meet up, there's something where it just can't happen and just can't happen. And I'm like, but this bit, I really don't care. Like, not to the point of care was like, all right, if you are going to make this, don't even fucking bother me. I'm like, guy, if you make this happen, <laughs> if you make this, ha- if you are able to show up to this damn rehearsal space, which he didn't even know what a rehearsal space is. He's a little young. What? Yes. There's a lot where I was like, trying to like, there's a lot where I was like saying something. It's like, wait, what do you mean by that? Like a rehearsal space, a jam spot. Yes, I have mics and amps here that you can use. That's adorable. But he got, gr- so literally it was just like friggin, so literally the last time he said we were going to actually try to meet like, well, there was like the week where I was, it was like right before I had to go to Vegas Yeah, and maybe he thought we were, might be jamming, but then he just like, this was a lot, la- like one of the last messages he sent me. He's like, Hey dude. I can't jam this week. I got in trouble because my G, my girlfriend bought me three fleshlights and my mom opened the FedEx box and saw it and my sister and my mom started yelling at me and said I'm grounded and that I can't see my girlfriend anymore because she's not Mexican. And <laughs> my response I wrote down, that's a good read. Have fun being grounded. It's just You can sit back and write riffs. What the fuck? Yeah, I was like what <laughs> and he as i said he like has a lot of evangelion memes it's kind of a young weirdo i'm almost at the point maybe life will just naturally just like you know what this has never happened because i barely talked to really, him.
1: i didn't watch evangelion maybe my benefit was i didn't watch evangelion until i was in my 20s
0: well either way <laughs> Um, do you want me to talk about my trip to Vegas or do you want to talk about your trip to your family, your family, like your brother's wedding?
1: Okay, so I'll just do mine first because there's not really too much to say. So, yeah, I went to a wedding. My middle brother finally tied the knot with his missus. I don't know why the hell they waited so long. They've been high school sweethearts for the last, like, 25-ish years, maybe more, um, but, yeah, they finally got married, and uh, I was looking forward to roasting bad barbecue because, you know, no one, uh, because my dad's like barbecue king. He's fed me very well, as James can can see. Yes. Um, but the food was okay. They offered tri-tip, bread, and chicken. But it was like skinless, like some weird food uh, like frou-frou, like not what? sauce, but just rub on it. Okay. It was okay. Oh, and they had some bomb-ass So cookies. only two meats. Yes. Two meats and bread. Oh, they gave and you cookies. a salad. They also, uh, oh my what else God. Did they have. Oh, they have, God. Geez. Sorry, I got What's, carbonate. What the fuck's in your belly? Dude,
0: liquid, like carbonated liquid death <laughs> and a pizza from Jerry's Pizza.
1: <laughs> but I feel like there was something else I couldn't quite remember was there, but, um, but yeah, food was all right. They had some bomb ass cookies too. The only real noteworthy thing—well, there was a couple things. One, they had dancing. They had some dancing. Uh, my, uh, my 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 sister in law picked out most of the song. Um, there was a lot of older folks there, uh, so a lot of folks dancing. Some young, some old. The reason I'm setting that up is because they had a song out. They had a song on. It's that one song that's like. To the left, to the left, to the left. Yes. My mom jumps out of the seat and starts dancing. And she's dancing. Yeah, number one
0: our number one fan just like just hopped out and just started ripping it. It's
1: one of her favorite songs. She knows all the moves. Oh. And walk it by yourself. She even knows how to walk it by yourself. Huh. And the reason I bring that up I wonder if she's embarrassed to hear for you telling the story on the show. Well, the problem is and the reason why I'm even telling the story oh, God. is because she stays up dancing for the next song. And the next song was Should've had them apple bottom jeans, boots with the fur. And my mother, with her bad knees and her less than desirable back and neck. Your mom listens to this show. Getting down flow riders <laughs> apple bottom jeans damn and you know what my mom looks like and i want to highlight her in- dude she's gonna beat the shit out of you unless <laughs> you listen to this episode oh don't worry she works early tomorrow so by the time so so i'll have some time to, to, to prepare
0: <laughs> you're like gonna barricade your room <laughs> I'm going to put my futon in front of this. I'm going to make sure there's a John Cena action
1: figure to protect me from the wrath. I'm just saying my mom's ass whipping. I was glad she sat down for that song because the immediate next song was to the window to the wall. I couldn't. If she danced to that and and apple bottom jeans, I might. I might have collapsed. Uh, all right then. The only other no. Sorry about that. The only noteworthy thing that happened was I met some. I met some 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 dope ass cousins. I mean, I've met him before, but I really like talked to him this time. Uh, some dope ass cousins from Stockton. Oh, my cousins, a uh, Dotch and Don. Dotch and Don. Yeah, really cool. Uh, they're both really cool. I, I, Ye- I'm, not, I'm not gonna say I liked. I'm not gonna say I like Dotch the most, but. Uh, I talked to him, I, I have a bias. I talked to I him have the, a bias at that. I talked to him the most, and uh, he was he, he was, was the really, most approachable. He was really cool. Uh, he was really mellow. Like this is how Mel he was. Every time I talked to him, I loved it because I loved his voice. Because I would go up to him and just be like, like say hi to like, hey, it's like, uh, hey, Tosh, what do you think of the way you think of the food? He's like, uh, you know, it's uh, the food's pretty good. Uh, it it kind of reminds me of we went to the steakhouse over in San Francisco one time and. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. Just low and slow. Oh, really good, The huh? whole time. His wife was cool. Uh t- um Tone's wife was cool and uh and he was really cool. Uh they were great. Um yeah, pretty they, everything they just said to me was so funny because I was talking to them I was talking to them about how uh how much I'm envious of my dad's mustache.
0: I'm very envious of that. And I Guys, told the family family. I'm very envious of my dad's mustache. And he had I know a, he's worked on it for years. And, he had and a, that's like and that's not a day. Di- that doesn't happen in a week. And has years of work.
1: And uh I told dad uh not told dad. I told him uh, I said that, you know, to my dad. And uh my parents are right there. Every not everyone's there, but the but they're there. My dad and are there. Mom's not looking. And I say that because uh, well, you know, you, you, you know what they say? One of the best ways to, uh, to grow lip air there. Yeah. And then he leans over off the side and he does this. I'm not describing it. It's a, it was a very lewd gesture. It seemed like a very, it was a very lewd gesture. And I told him my dad's, my dad's almost falling on the floor. Not just because of the drinks, but he's <laughs> laughing. Javi's, uh, Javi's laughing. The cousins and their girlfriends are laughing, and my but my mom's on her phone, and I'm like, "Touch my mom's right there." He's like, "You eh, didn't even notice, man." <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of I'm not sure how much I should I should say about my interacting with them, just because. And I'll tell you why, because. Um, I had, uh, I, so I, so I'm a joker. I was making jokes to them. Not like the joker. I'm you not, seem
0: like you crack jokes at the, at the well, wedding. Cause,
1: well, cause these guys are from Stockton these guys are like legit street guys. So I was telling them about my street cred. That sounds I, very cringy. I, I was telling them sad. that. Yeah, but I was doing it on purpose to where they clearly know I'm kidding. So it was making them laugh. I was like, I was like, oh yeah. Uh, back in oh, Morro Bay, yeah. back in Morro Bay. I run those streets Vato. You know, yeah, just shit like that. Yeah, I run those streets, of Veto, and I, and I was, I was gonna make a joke about how, um, because he was talking about how, you, how their sons in the military, um, and, uh, and clearly they live well, they eat well, and so I was gonna be like, well, yeah, between your son being in the military and, uh, and I was gonna, and I asked him, and what do you do for work again? Because I was gonna lead that into, well, yeah, that's how you can afford that gold chain. He had a, like a twenty-four karat gold chain necklace. It was a. Uh... It was a party event. Might as well ball out. And he took and there's a pause and he goes, uh, I sold cars. And then my dad pulls me aside later and he goes, you're not supposed to ask him what he does for work. And I'm like, gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> I guess I'm not supposed to ask him what he does for work. So yeah,
0: that What's was to learn there.
1: Yeah, so that was fun.
0: Yes, I will tell you my fucking trip to Vegas, one, it was very tiring, for starters. I can see it. Like, Well, I didn't do it this week. I, like, obviously was like, this is today, it was just, like, a tiring day. True. But my, like, trip to Vegas was, one, like, it didn't even start with the trip. It started with me getting off work a little later than I wanted to, because, for like, yeah, because I got stuck on a trouble job, and I was just like, yeah, that, whatever that job was, yeah. got stuck... Because here's the I had to play a show in Santa Maria, and that's like I don't know. Let's count that: uh, one, two, three, four, five. Let's say like five towns over. Yeah, from yeah. So like you know the geography of uh, Taskabama going to Santa Maria. Well, also it's lengthy. Well, here's the thing: because I also had to grab one of my band members in Taskabama, then run over to the coast to grab another band member, and then finally. We had to go into like, well, I had to go into like back to my pad real quick to move my van because my roommates randomly just call me going, oh, uh, hey, James, uh, so seems like our uh, truck broke down and I don't know if we could pull it into the garage. Uh, do you think we could uh, use the parking space? Uh, how long do you think you'll get? How long do you think it'll be till you guys return? Uh, hour and a half. Hour and a half is when the tow truck driver is going to arrive. I'm going to go move that van immediately <laughs> as soon as I can get to my pad, yeah. which I did do that. And then also like the people that are doing the show is like, hey, uh, do you could you bring another speaker cable for the PA system and maybe a mic or something? I guess we got to run back. Hey, <laughs> hey, when you guys think we'll, you'll show up? Would, I, I'm sure we would show up sooner if I didn't have to stop at my pad and also have to stop here and get you guys a fucking speaker cable. Yeah. Obviously, I didn't say that. We didn't say that to him, but that was implied because we were like, oh, fuck the show. I really don't give a fuck about the show. Yeah, fuck the show. Because <laughs> here's the thing. And like, no, the show isn't wacky. thinking about it because it's like, OK, one, we had other bands that were going to play the show, but all the bands mostly just dropped except us and the other band. So just to fill in space. My uh, guitar player in my band decided to do, all right, I'm going to do my one man gore grind project, which you can't really say is one man because I was manning his laptop, pressing his drum track, like playing his drum track, his samples and drum tracks. And my bass player was uh, turning on his amp for him so he can like just do his gnarly like gore noise. Oh, that's nice. Yes. <laughs> so he did that. After we took, like, we played, like, one, like, he played one song five times in a row just to get the sound in. And then he actually started the set, which was, like, five short songs. Oh. So, yes, yeah, so he played that song again. <laughs> then it was like, all right, let's have, like, the dudes that have been putting on the show. They just played. I kind of was like, I, I've seen them. I'm not I'm not the biggest fan. I could kind of care less. It's also kind of cold out here. I got to play drums. I'm going to keep my hands warm. Like, dude, this is a set I didn't give a fuck where we're just, like, we wrote, went up and it's like, they said we could just use their amps. I even went to the drum kit. I'm like, dude, I didn't even configure the drum kit to get close to what my kit's like. I just threw on I just switched out one cymbal. I didn't even move the cymbal stand around. I literally just played how like it was just set up. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I really don't give a fuck about the set. And like I played tight for the set. I think my like guitar players didn't give a fuck either. We really was just like, dude, this set, we kind of don't give a fuck. So you could go like, would you say it's a good show? Playing it? No. It was, it was not too exciting. I would rather do other things on my Friday evening. Fair enough. Maybe like, you know, start my trek to Vegas or get to bed early to, for my trek to Vegas. Yeah, your favorite city. Yes, I know. But like the show, but that's not where a show is truly successful. It's like after the set when my bass player, he's talking to some nerds about like, hey, bro, have you ever watched Starship Troopers? What Starship Troopers? <laughs> One kid goes, "I think that movie's old. Isn't that like an old movie?" And I'm like, "Oh my it's god!" It's not that old. I think that movie's old. And he's like, "Well, I want to start a grindcore band themed after Starship Troopers and sound <laughs> bit, and like you sound bits." I'm like, "You're not wrong. Right. There'd be a lot of great sound bits." What's the difference between
1: a citizen and a civilian? That's exactly what I thought of. I'm like,
0: "Yeah, dude, you got great like sound bits." Because like you imagine, that. it's
1: like, "Rico, you know what you have to do."
0: I'm just saying, it's like, that's literally like, oh yeah, and he's like talking to some nerds like, I'd be down, yeah, I don't want to play some instruments, yeah, I'd be down. <laughs> but then my guitar player, though. Seb? Yeah, they. Dude, he was backing on like three chicks at once. <laughs> and one girl came up was like, hey, can you autograph some for me? Uh, okay. Autograph? Dude, he autographed her underboob. <laughs> and, and, and like it made the it, it made it made like Instagram and his ex girlfriend hit him up out of nowhere. Go like so, I see uh, you're signing fans. I was howling. No, but he was like, a fucking badass. <laughs> yeah, no, he was, <laughs> like they were macking on like three chicks at once, <laughs> and like one of them, he's like kind of like been like cyber stalking for a bit. He's like, all right, this lady's kind of cute. And we went and grabbed in and out And like, you know, what? he messaged her going like, hey, thanks for coming out to the show. Heart, heart, heart. <laughs> and then like, she eventually responded to him. And then like, obviously, like the next week I, I like talking. and was like, oh, hey, any news? of you talking to silver hair to the silver hair girl? And he's like, I got stoned and scared and stopped talking and, st- and stopped texting her.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I know. So let me get this straight. Good friend Seb, they go from, they go from macking on three girls to signing under boob to getting stoned and scared? Yes. What? Yeah. What what kind of weed is he, are they smoking? I don't know. It's kind of hilarious though. Oh, it's probably, I'm not saying it's not funny. (laughs) I don't believe, I was like,
0: I was like low key roasting him. Kind of funny i am be sitting there and it's like, all right, you could either do this or you could text back silver hair. Oh, I knew you were gonna say silver one oh, time. Oh, oh, oh. But yeah, now Vegas though. So the travel there, pretty smooth. Usually going into Vegas isn't too bad. Just rolling in. But once we get into Vegas, we first reach the first nightmare of Vegas. Good friend Dylan, he lost his debit card somewhere in his room, and he couldn't find it before the trip. Course he did. But you know what? He has tap on his phone. So we could just go to a Chase ATM. Yeah. Why not? Well. Oh. For one, I didn't want to draw. I didn't want to like join along on his venture, but I really wanted food. Because it's like, all right, let me get some fucking food in my system. All we've had is just breakfast in the morning. At when like good friend Dylan got his blood drawn. Like, literally, like after we're like good admit, like. Like, literally, we start off, he get, picks me up, we go to, like, the medical center, where he gets his blood drawn, I went to the donut shop to go pick him up, a like, breakfast croissant, and then fill up on gas, and then make sure I had the audio book with me to, like, kill the time. Like, that's all we've eaten, was basically, <sighs> oh, excuse me, was well, some cinnamon rolls my roommates made me, they was like, oh, hey, we made cinnamon rolls, and now I'm heading out, hey, why don't you just take all the cinnamon rolls with you on the trip, and I'm like, here you go, Dylan. Here, here's a want some cinnamon rolls. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> but then once oh it, my god, yes. But once in Vegas, so my here's the thing. Vegas is a nightmare when it comes to getting food. I just want to get something in me as soon as possible. Yes. But then when it comes to the ATM issue, it's just like good friend like Jake's going. Ooh. Well, you could get a pay pot. You could pay for Popeye's, which is a little bit more expensive than casino. But maybe you could find it cheap elsewhere. And I'm like, I guess, yeah, I could go on cheap. And then we're going on adventure. I am wasting so much time and I haven't eaten yet. I'm a little I'm very pissy. But once we get some Popeye's, then we continue our adventure to ATMs. We go to 24 hour ATMs and none of them are working with his tap phone. Oh, no. no. So he cannot pull out cash at all. Because he can't, because we were gonna go to some restaurants, and you can't really pay at the steakhouse. It was like, hey, take my phone. <laughs> I don't think it works like that. So he eventually goes to like basically. There's a point when we get back, and like Jake's like, come on, let's go rage, let's go walk around those casinos. Like, I'm tired. I don't want to. I'm very frustrated that we've been on this damn adventure, and it's like you know what you. And Dylan, don't could transfer you some cash, and then you could pull it out. And I'm gonna hang back here. I'm gonna lay in this nice, comfortable bed, comfy bed, and watch some of the damn episodes of Obi Wan since I haven't had a chance to. And I was stoked. I got that put me in a better mood. I was like, I'm not doing the Vegas thing. I'm not walking around. I don't want to deal with their friggin' wacky adventure, getting cash, and going to see the friggin' like mirage volcano. Which the Mirage also has the Beatles Circus du show. I still need to see
1: that, yeah.
0: Well, they're going to tear down that hotel, so you might as well get to Vegas there as soon as possible to go see that show. Oh, shit. Yeah. Whatever. I just chilled off. And here's the thing. We had a steak reservation for like 11.45 at night. Actually, no. They only went to see the volcano. They didn't even pull out cash. Because we're like heading to the damn steakhouse, and it's like, oh, we we should try to stop at this ATM. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I would rather get to the damn steakhouse, make sure we show up at our reservation at a good time and go like, hey, we're here and at the table and then just know if I'm, hey, we're going to go run off and grab cash. I rather like make sure the steakhouse we're around instead of showing up late. Oh, because they'll get that shit away.
1: Yes. Like no fault.
0: Thank God I like thank God I put my foot down on that one. Jake's like, oh, no, it will only take a couple minutes minutes. Go to the ATM. I don't trust you guys. Let's just get to the damn steakhouse, make sure a reservation. And they're like, oh, yeah, sure. We'll just push you up to like midnight. Yeah, just go like, go get your like cash. And like, we went and got the cash, went to the steakhouse. Oh, you don't understand. Like we walked to this steakhouse. It's called Urban Rise. It's off the strip. So it's kind of like a local or like kind of a destination foodie eatery. It's kind of like an Italian steak. It's like an no, it's an Italian-based steakhouse. Kind of also known for the like mixed drinks and stuff. But you walk in and you could just there's a smell of delicious food, and you're like, and I literally walked in. I was like, oh, oh my god, this is gonna be so good. <laughs> and then no, here's the thing: the rib, like the ribeye, like I think it was like 16 ounce for the 16 ounce ribeye. On the menu, it says it's $72. But it's happy hour. For like basically, the restaurant's open, so I guess in the in in the so the steak has a happy hour price where it's half off. So instead of paying seventy two dollars, the steak was thirty six dollars.
1: Seventy two dollars for sixteen ounces,
0: bro. This was a very delicious steak.
1: (laughs) I was saying, I'm like, I'm sure
0: that's the price when you have to pay for takeout, but we're dining in. They have the happy hour prices. Fucking they like well, the sides were a la carte, so you had to pay for the like a side. But, dude, they put, they, like, delivered the side on a cast iron, like, mini skillet.
1: That's pretty sweet.
0: And, like, the steak, dude, it was so, it was, like, herby and buttery. It was Ooh. so good. Like, you no, know, every time, like, I, like, went and destroyed my steak, I was so stoking on it. I was like, boom, boom, boom. I'm like, dude, I could eat another one. That thing was, like, delicious. Jake, he was, Get like, two for the price he was taking of one. bites and then he was contemplating life on how delicious the steak was. <laughs> It was such a good steak. Now, Dylan, on the other hand, he wasn't feeling too hot, and he was feeling tired, and he got himself spaghetti. But he ate, like, five bites, and he's also got a stuffy nose, like, I can't really taste anything.
1: I thought you were going to say you ate- I thought you were going to tell me Dylan got a steak, but he was feeling sticky, so then I thought you were going to tell me you said fucking and ate Dylan's steak.
0: No, 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 no. He got got some spaghetti.
1: Now, was this- Now, obviously, it's cheaper than steak. Now, is this the same night- where Dylan was filmed naked? No, I think it was the night after, I think. Okay.
0: Because like freaking, because um, yeah, no, we're sitting there. Oh, Dylan got pissed at me because we're sitting there and it's like, we ordered dessert. Uh-huh. Because they brought up the dessert options. They had the fresh, like the fresh Italian donuts that with like separate dipping sauces. Mm. What I got was, well, that's what like good friend Jake and Thomas got. I got the apple bourbon bread pudding with like a, with a scoop of ice cream that was on the side. Ooh. And I was like, oh, I've got to try this. Oh, Dylan was mad. I was like, we're getting dessert because he wasn't feeling too hot and he wanted to get back. But at the same time, I was like, "I can't, we're like kind of like enjoying a nice dinner <laughs> and shit, too. So, yeah, Dylan was having a hell moment in Vegas. Well, I'm sitting sinners like I'm actually, you know, enjoying it for once. Then whatever. Then we get back. We do. I play like a couple games of blackjack, basically lose twenty seven dollars. Like I put in like twenty like I put in a five dollar after taking a piss at this one spot and made seven dollars. Then I went to another game and Thomas was playing. So I went and played it. I was up at one moment, but then I just lost all of it. Thomas pulled up this like graph board of like basic blackjack strategy and it was working. Like He never really dropped down in cash. He walked away like doubling his like twenty like his twenty dollars. He walked away at forty five dollars. Nice. When we stopped, we just went back to like the hotel room, just kind of clonked out with like South Park on and shit. And the next day, we kind of chilled up. I think we figured we just went to a food mall, got like whatever food. Like I just grabbed like an Ike, like a sandwich from Ike's. And then like Dylan and Thomas got like. Panda Express. Yeah, know. me and Jake got Ikes, and then Dylan and Thomas got Panda Express. And then we went to T-Mobile Arena to go to the Double or Nothing show. Now, hmm. I'm not going to break down that whole show, but it was a pretty fun show. It was a long show, but I knew it was a long show. It was show. like 15 matches or something. It was like 13.
1: Oh, okay.
0: But I mentally prepared myself, and was like, I know it's a long show, so I'm kind of fucking... So I'm going to fuck off around a little bit, too. How long did the show end up being? Like, four hours? Like five like we were there at like four like we we're there at four mm-hmm. and the show started at 4 30 and yeah i think we're out I by like know, bro. i think we're out by 9 40 feels so. like wrestlemania times <sighs> kind of sorta but i was like prepared <laughs> on how long it was but like also i think people else were also were prepared because like the last three matches we were all pretty hot for it like the anarchy in the arena which like fuck dude was that, that a
1: five-star match
0: that's five star if you're watching on TV. If you're in the arena, it's like, dude, I can't, I don't know where to watch. <laughs> it's just, like, nonsense. Like, I went and took a shit, and I come back, and it's like, wait, the music's still playing, but they're fighting? Wait, are they new jacking it? It's like, yeah, they've been, like, new jacking it. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. But, yeah, no, like, the match was, like, pretty good. I My only regret with that match is that I didn't bail out of my seat to go watch Eddie Kingston fight in the food stands. That, that was my only cool. regret. To actually bail out. Like, oh, should I? He's
1: pretty much your favorite. Should I, he's, yeah. pre- he's pretty much your favorite AEW guy, would you say? Kind
0: of, sort of. He's up there. He's like top three. Yeah.
1: Top three. But Yeah.
0: But and then like I watched CM Punk win. I wanted Hangman to win, but at the same time, it's like you know it was good to I see think, CM Punk win. I
1: don't think Punk needed the title. I think it kind of reinforces the stereotype that in AEW because AEW because people always say AEW is like all the top guys are X WWE guys, and like Jericho is always on TV and main feud storylines, and CM Punk gets a title. Also, this isn't related, but it's kind of related. Can AEW get off Britt Breaker's dick? She's the only woman wrestler that gets consistent TV time. Thunder Rosa was champion and she didn't get a lot of TV time. Yeah, she didn't
0: even show up this week. Yeah,
1: what the fuck? No, Britt Baker was there. I don't know. No, that was it. That was the end of that. Yeah. Their women's division still pisses me off. Like, no,
0: like, the wrestling show was a really good wrestling show. Was it the best wrestling show I've been to? No. Was there a lot of, like, dudes marking out for CM Punk when walking out? Yes. Of course. I almost was like, okay,
1: bro, come on, CM Punk. He's not that great. He's our generation's, um, not Ric Flair. He's our Randy Savage. Because, like... You know how people talk about the old wrestling, like when people think about rock and wrestling era, WWF, you know, Hulk Hogan and all them. You know, Hulk Hogan's top guy, obviously. But then you always have people like being like, Oh, I love. Oh, I love Macho Man. He's got all this. He's got all this charisma. He's a more. He's more of a technical wrestler, and uh, you know, he's blah. He's best ever. He's real best. Blah 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 blah. CM Punk always gave me vibes like that. Specifically, if you were going to compare him to that, and then uh, Cena the Hogan. That's where I get that comparison. I was going to say. I was. um, I didn't really. That's kind of the only thing I could equate it to. And the reason why I say that is because, like. CM Punk is that guy that every wrestling show you go to, there's an equal chance you're going to see, uh, um, a CM Punk shirt. Like you're going to see a Macho Man shirt. Like Macho Man is probably the most, the wrestler I see the most at wrestling shows we go to for shirts. Um, more than Hogan, maybe even more than Austin. Punk's like, Punk's always been like that for me. As far as his fans are concerned, everything the guy ever did was gold. Not forgetting his shortcomings, because Macho Man had a lot of shortcomings too, but a lot of people ignore those. If anything, everyone's focusing on CM Punk's flaws nowadays, quote unquote. Have you seen, have you seen the guy's Twitter? The last, uh, the last few weeks, he's been, uh, and not even just for political stuff, but for the last few weeks, few months, even just for whatever reason, just a lot of the IWC has just been roasting the shit out of CM Punk. Well, <laughs> not a double or nothing. Well, except for those shitty like buckshot lariats,
0: he fucked them up twice. I thought and, it and was like the yeah. sec- And the second one we booed vigorously.
1: I heard that. Yes. I thought I could hear you at one point.
0: No, no, I booted too. But I was like my man <laughs> Hanger. But yeah, no, there was like this one CM Punk fan where I was walking around trying to find a fucking energy drink. Yeah, because I'm like I'm a little tired. I hear one guy just talking. and it was like, Yo, I'm only here for like that CM Punk match. Just like rest of the card just doesn't look good. I just like there's no other exciting match. And I'm sitting there. And I was like, You're full of shit. <laughs> I literally was like, Homie, you're full of shit. <laughs> when we got Young Bucks and Hardys, like yeah, like obviously is it gonna be the best Young Bucks and Hardys match? No. But that's going to be a fun match. MGF and Wardlow. Bro, are we with... going to watch... Dude, we're going to watch the Death Triangle versus the fucking Black bottle Bros. Yeah. Like, that match was nutty except for the finish.
1: I'm like, there's a lot of fun matches on this card. The MGF I'm versus like this... Wardlow had some of the most heat going into it. Yeah, I'm like... Work or not, it was... No, no, yeah. but CM Punk
0: match the only match that looks like it's worth on the show. I'm just like, I flew from Chicago for this and I'm like... What? I guess you don't really... I was like, wait, do you not watch the product, bro? I didn't, like, talk to him. I was just like. But I'm glad you didn't. You Maybe might I, you might have
1: cut a promo on that
0: guy. I'm like sitting there, like, what are you talking about? Like, there's good, like, there's a lot of like fun matchups here. Yeah, I don't know what you like. What do you want? It's like, do you even watch product? Or are you just only here for CM Punk? <laughs> Clearly, that guy was only
1: there for CM Punk. I'm like,
0: there's a lot of. It seemed like a lot of bros were just there for CM Punk. And he's I'm just, that kind of guy. He's man. that kind of guy. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, he's like how uh, I, like, I guess to, I like, you know, try to like, you know, I watch and care for a little bit more. You listen, some people on AEW, you
1: listen to the uh, death of WCW audiobook. It's just like how in the book they're talking about how it feels like a lot of the audience was just there for Ric Flair. Same thing with CM Punk.
0: Yeah. Similar vibe. I guess so. Which also when I watched like the Rampage like after that where like CM Punk came out like he's kind of bawling But yet all these exciting people in CM Punk shirts like I already knew that he said is like I gotta go under surgery guys Yeah, I'm sorry. I can't really be your champion. I'm just literally sitting there like in hindsight. I'm just like "Ooh, this is just a painful watch. Yeah, like, he knows he's not in a good mood and You see his eyes are bawling, but there's so many people like oh my fucking god CM Punk is in, like, in my, oh, wait, oh my god, CM Punk is in my presence Yeah, guys, I kind of, I, kind of broke my foot stage diving, so I kind of have to go under surgery. Like it's supposed to be a
1: real serious thing, but then, but everyone's
0: like a serious thing. But I'm like, oh, there's, there's gonna be a lot of people bummed.
1: Did I hear that Brian Danielson got injured now too? I think that's a kayfabe injury. Okay. Speaking of which, did you hear William Regal talk about Daniel Bryan? He was uh, he was in an interview talk about how uh, talking about how you are foolish if you think uh, Daniel Bryan was actually held down in WWE. He said that recently. Cool. I mean, I guess the guy was consistently pushed ish. Hey. They gave him titles. He was on TV all the time. I don't know.
0: I ain't sweating on it. But I watched the show, but then like we had to wait for good friend Dylan to like show up. So we're kind of just neandering around, figure out a spot to get food. We also like went to like a Walgreens real quick to get some like get some drinks. And then we're just sitting there. It's like, all right, what's open? I don't know. We go to Buffalo, bro. Dylan's like, I don't like Buffalo. I don't like wings. And then we say like, like wings. I'm like, you know, what? there's a Shake Shack. How late is it open? Till two? It's midnight. Let's just go get food there. I'm not gonna bother. Vegas is a fucking nightmare to get food. So the most just just, just go there, not even think about it. And like I go to Shake Shack. And if anyone says that's better than in and out, you're fucking full of bullshit. <laughs> no, the funniest fucking argument though is like because Dylan just gets a cheeseburger. I don't know if he got a double cheeseburger, or got a, a single cheeseburger, but he gets it and he like saws it and like this burger's tiny. Like I paid six fifty for this. This isn't worth six fifty dollars. I'm like six. I mean, it's six dollars and fifty cents. I'm like, that looks like a burger that's worth six dollars <laughs> and fifty cents. I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, what are you? No, no, no. No, it's not. I'm <laughs> no, like, no, it's not. I'm like that burger looks like it's worth six dollars fifty cents. Just saying. I'm like. That's actually pretty cheap for a burger. If you that's true.
1: Nowadays, oh, yeah, that's super cheap.
0: He's like, no, this burger's tiny. It's not worth it. He eats it. Wow, that was a really delicious burger. <laughs> Seems like that burger was worth a $6.50. Now, wasn't it? it? Tastes like it's $8. Yeah, no, it wasn't a half bad burger, though. We ate Shake Shack, and then we, like, started mobbing back, and this is where, like, one quick drama, because we're walking back. Me and Thomas, well, Thomas, he has to wake up early to catch the bus. I don't want to dick around. I just kind of want to go back to the hotel and relax out. But Jake is like going like, well, I want to go dick around in Caesars. Well, yeah, then go dick around in Caesars Palace, bro. Yeah, you got a room key. And then like Dylan's like, well, I want to hang out in Caesars too. And I'm like, well, me and Thomas don't. <laughs> but we're sitting there and it's like, and then Jake's like, but you don't know if like Dylan's going to like walk to Caesars and he's going to be too tired to even want to bother walking around Caesars. So it's like, dude, just give me and Thomas a room key. It's like, Dylan, you can just call us if you don't want to hang out in Caesars and just walk back to the hotel. Just call me. I'll come down and like get you with the, key, like the key card to get you up. Jake, just go dick out for Caesars. And me and Thomas were just walking like men on a mission. Like we didn't try to ditch them, but we were just walking And one moment. We look back and I'm like, Jake and Dylan are gone. Cause there was a moment too where we kind of like stopped to sit down. I'm like, dude, I don't want to stop and sit down. I just want to get going and stuff. And then like, forgets like, and I'm like going like, Dylan, just kick it with like Jake. Go hang out in Caesars or something. Have some stiffy and dildo time, all right? Go enjoy yourselves. I'm like, me and Thomas are tired. Just give us the key card. And he, like, does that. But Jake's like, no, 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 no. How about you guys just wait and walk with us? And then, like, if Dylan doesn't want to hang out in Caesars, he could come with you guys. And it's like, me and Thomas like, dude, we don't care. Can you just give us a key card? Dylan, you can, like, catch up to us. I know you're walking a little slow, but you can catch up to us. Dylan didn't like that. He got very, like, he got pseudo-butthurt. I, that, oh, that was actually very invalidating. He thought we'd just full on just ditch them. Because, like, I went and took a turd back at the, like, hotel room. And then freaking I hear, like, Jake and Dylan are like, oh, hey, I guess they didn't stop at Caesars. And then freaking Dylan's just going like, like, Jake's going like, I had to walk with Dylan with the key card. Because he didn't feel, like, I'm sitting there like, Dylan, couldn't you just call me? And he's like, well, I don't think you would have picked up your phone. I thought you would have just been crashed out. I would have picked up my phone. <laughs> I would have picked up my phone, <sighs> like you could have had the option to hang out, but he felt like we, like me and Thomas, just ditched them. And it's like, oh, you guys could have wait. We can went to Caesar's. Like, dude, we don't want to wait. We want to get to the hotel as quick as we can.
1: Yeah, Thomas now, has I, to get up early.
0: Yeah, and I'm just well, my excuse, is just, there is no excuse. I just want to get back. I don't care about dicking around in Caesar's Palace. But that was like one of the fucking drama points right there. And like, we just had to sit down. Jake was just like also being instigating too. It's like, dude, can you just shut up? How about you go dick off? Don't you want to go hang out, Caesar? He's like, Dylan. It's like, Dylan just came back, and I'm like, Sinners, like, Dylan, I'm sorry if you felt like we ditched you and stuff. And he also brought up that like we thought last night at dinner he wanted to get back, but like I ordered dessert and I like, thought I was spiting him. I'm like, dude, I wasn't spiting you. I wanted dessert. I wanted that dessert. It sounded awesome. But Dylan, I get a call. To like come back at your own pace, bro. How about you enjoy Vegas on your own?
1: <laughs> Order dessert. Well, I guess you. he
0: want. I guess he wanted us to all together like hang out in Vegas. Which there's a lot of miscommunication there. I'm not gonna lie on that one. But either way, then also the next morning, because I also had to hang out with Dylan because he had to go get dialysis. Which he took a minute to like. He didn't even fucking call in as soon as possible. He had to wait. He waited for them to call in. Luckily, he was able to get like a seat. It's like, yeah, just get here as, as soon as you can. We can get you in. So got him in there and had to kill four hours. So me and Jake. So, but Jake had to check out the hotel. Like literally, it's like at first, like the dialysis center said, oh, we're like 30 minutes away from like the hotel. But once to get in the car, once we get to the car and started driving, it was a 10 minute drive. I see. And I was like, hey, yo, Jake. I dropped Dylan off. We gotta kill four hours. Where do you want to go? I was like, "Hey, you want to just kick it and get some food and shit?" Which I kick it with Jake. Mostly like he's walking back to the Mirage to like cash out a ticket, like a ticket, a cat, like a cash voucher. We went and like just like all right, let's like search foodie spots in Vegas, local foodie spots. Let's get away from the like strip. That's where we went to that one like uh, barbecue spot with the brisket and shit.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. which
0: where me and Jake just kicked back and talked about the Beatles and Oasis. The Beatles and Oasis. Yes. Because, like, Jake was telling me funny, like, Oasis stories. And we're just kind of kicking Oh, there's some back. good Oasis stories. And then, like, and then eventually Jake's like, you know what? I was planning on kind of staying, like, one more night in Vegas. But I'm just going to go on a bus and just get home. I feel like Lita's, like, supposedly Lita's getting moody. Lita, his dog. Yes. So, like, freaking, he gets on the, Ve- like, like... So basically, I drop on the bus. I pick up Dylan. I also get Dylan his Popeyes, make sure he's got some food for the road. <laughs> and then we're just mobbing back. But it's fucking Memorial Day traffic on the return trip. Yeah. So it fucking takes forever to get out. But eventually we get home and then I go to bed. And then I fucking have to wake up in like six or five, five, like five hours to go to work. And I was like very tired that next day. I had, like, no caffeine on me. So it took me a minute to fucking finally pound down some caffeine. And when I did, I was finally on it. But I was
1: also like, I hope this day is just an easy day. I don't want to do shit. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm still on the whole uh, you got dessert to spite me thing. Because it's just, like, like, it's completely preposterous. I noticed he
0: wasn't feeling too hot. But I've been around him before. Usually he kind of just needs... because it's like I'm wondering... He kind of just needs to vomit. But he's like, dude, I want to get back to the hotel. But, like, we're like... (laughs) Three of us are very are enjoying our like, bur- like birthday
1: steak well, dinner. I'm just trying to imagine like what he thinks the logic is. It's like, it's like, fuck you, Dylan. I hate you so much. Orders pie. <laughs> I double. order like an apple bourbon bread pudding. Bread pudding. Oh, yeah. It's like, I hate you so much. Fuck you, and Dylan. a, and then a me pudding. pudding.
0: And a cast iron skillet thingy.
1: I've had those before. Those are really good. It was,
0: I was like, this was the, like, I feel like there could have been a. See, the bread pudding. Like co- I feel like getting, like, the cobbler might have been a better choice. But you know what? The bread the pudding, pudding sounded good. like good. I want to try it. I wanted to enjoy it myself. And I told Dylan, I was like, dude, I didn't get you the dessert to, like, spite you. I know you weren't feeling too hot, but I didn't know you were, like, so
1: hot you just needed to get back. So what do we learn from this trip, listeners? Oh. Uh, Never listen to Jake.
0: Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Here's the thing about Jake, though, too, because like he was like there too. He was in Vegas two days prior and he went like balls out. Like he put down like 20. He like walked like over 20 miles. When I got there, he was pretty tired. Mm-hmm. And then like Vegas, it started exhausting him a little bit, too. Of course it did. Yeah. He got exhausted with Vegas. And then and, 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 like literally he's like, Mr. I love Vegas. He wanted to stay for one more day. He's like, dude, I, I think I've got my he's Vegas He's like, filled. no, I just
1: want to get home to my dog.
0: Yeah, no, And like he dealt with like, you know, Dylan, like freaking like. He had to deal with, like, that one, like, second night drama with just, like, dude, you guys could go to the, like, Caesar Hotel. I don't care for Vegas that much. I got the wrestling show. I got food in me. I'm ready to go, like, call it a night. And then
1: and then you said you got him I did some gambling etc etc and then you said you got him his Popeyes made me laugh too because I'm imagining well, like I
0: took a, made sure he was at his dialysis center I got his Popeyes I left it out in the Vegas sun so his Popeyes was still warm when well, he like came out because well, like I'm imagining like, but, like the I'm, tank was filled I was like we're ready to go
1: I, I'm imagining like a Moody Dillon in your car right and he's like oh wham wham and then you pull out the bucket of chicken you grab one of the drumsticks he it just was put was a in chicken his sandwich ma- oh damn it I'm I, I thought I thought it was chicken pieces. He just put the drumstick in his mouth like it's a binky. Look at this thing. I'm now like a,
0: I'm now a proprietor for Popeye's like chicken sandos for just quick meals when you're on the go. Popeye's isn't bad. Like, dude, the chicken it's sa- quite good chicken. Like the chicken sandwich. Like I look at the chicken when it's just sitting out. I'm like, nah. But the chicken sandwich, though, that might actually be worth it. Let me
1: tell you. Uh, my for dad fast can- food
0: garbage. The, chicken sa- the spicy chicken sandwich
1: is not a half bad. Let me tell you. My dad and will tell you. There is, noth- there is sometimes nothing more satisfying in the world than just the right chicken sandwich. It's great. It's refreshing. Tasty. But yeah, no, That was like the Sounds Vegas.
0: like fun. Oh, yeah. Fuck, dude. We're like 47 minutes in. What do
1: you mean we're 47 minutes in? Dude, I won't shut the
0: fuck up. And here's the thing. I still like, played a show today where literally I woke up at 7.20 and... Picked up the bandmates. We went into Bakersfield. We went to play the show. The first band plays. Like, which they're homies too. Like Parasite Case. If you like Sludgy, if you like Sludge with a little if you basically like the band His Hero's Gone, check out Parasite Case. We watched them play. Like it was just kind of just homies just chilling. Then us is next. But we also found out the ba- like the band that we actually we, were like. The reason we were decided to play that show, asked to play that show. And we're kind of there, this band called Vile Life, they've dropped off the bill. Like that day. Of course. And so it was like, so wait, we're the quote unquote headliners, I finishing off the show. Cool beans. But either way, we were like played a really good set. We ripped it. It was like, we like played on this like big noise, like big old amps. So it was kind of fucking loud. And we were kind of play. I played a little bit faster. So we're a little bit more like just like straight fucking punishing speed and noise. Went and got some pizza at Jerry's Pizza while kicking it back, talking to the homie Isaac and shit. Just talking about unions and shit and just, like, dirtbags that, like, work in the, like, Pipefitters Union and shit. And then, yeah, we just kind of cruised on back, listened to a bunch of grindcore. And now I'm here for the podcast. Pretty chill show. Yeah. Like, again, yeah. Like, uh, we sold, like, four t-shirts. We didn't really have a table to, like, set up merch. But at the same time, we didn't even care. Also... Like there was also like a tape. There was also a tape like distro that was set up. The first press of my death metal bands demo was in that like there for seven bucks.
1: That's sexy.
0: I was like, lol. <laughs> <laughs> Look at a $7 for a first press. Royalty
1: thing. checks. <sighs> no, that no, no.
0: 250 we, in the mail. No, I think we sold them off at like bulk. I think we sold them off at bulk. We like sold like this dude like 10 tapes at bulk Oh, okay. for him to like redistribute out for $7. Okay. But I was like, look at that. Hey, look, Corpse Thrower, first press right there. That's sick. I fucking talked too long, didn't I? I'm Maybe. sorry. It's okay. I mean, it's it your was, show. Yeah, we did a lot. It was like, it was two weekends. Vegas was a lot I to mean, take it's in. our show, but you control the audio, so, you know. Don't worry. I'll have you take a trip. Usually, the when, you, usually when
1: you tell stories, it's interesting. I worry when I tell stories, I'm boring because it's not like I don't have wacky fun shit happen to me. I feel like I'm not going to explain. I'm not I'm not very theatrical and making it explaining, explaining it.
0: As I said, like with Vegas, though, it was just like, dude, fuck. This is one
1: of the more low key Vegas. trips. I if know I'm <laughs> it was the other people
0: that suffered. Other people were suffering. I was like, dude, I know that I hate this town. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to come in. I'm going to come in. I'm going to minimize the bullshit. Like, literally, I'm not even going to try. I'm just here. We have a steak reservation. Steak was fucking delicious. Urban Rise Definitely worth checking out. Like, obviously, there's the more expensive Elon Musk price shit on, like, the strip. <laughs> but this was, like, pull this is kind of, like, there's, like, a way. Like, you go in. It's a dim, light, like, speakeasy environment yeah. with delicious, buttery steaks. Wow. Well, yeah, I also, like, put, like, mushrooms and onions on top of my steak because, like, you know, they, like, cook that shit in the, like, steak juice, too. Yeah, yeah. So, I was like, oh, fuck, dude. Literally, that steak, a little chilling game of, like, blackjack, watching episodes of Obi-Wan, Check out our wrestling show. That was fun. <laughs> I didn't like driving fucking around for a fucking ATM for that to be a bust. Yeah. Literally, that was, like, a two-hour adventure. That sucked. <laughs> I don't care for seeing any Vegas like gimmick excitements about like some volcano, like some shitty looking volcano exploding. So I avoided that. I watched the wrestling show and it was like, all right, we watched the wrestling show. Just get some quick, easy eats and just we'll just like freaking walk back. I don't care. I'm sorry, guys. I guess me and Thomas here are just going to ditch you guys. If You guys want to like take in Vegas. Go do that. If you want to come in early, you can call one of us. Well, our phones are available. No, I don't think we're. I don't think you're gonna like pick up the phone. So uh, can you just like walk back? It's like I think also he didn't want to walk alone back to the like yeah, hotel yeah. room. Like I would have, but at the same time, but me and Thomas were just sitting there walking. I took a picture of like Poseidon. We walked by Hell's Kitchen, and me and Thomas are going, oh, "Oh, it's spooky! There's an angry British man that it's very yelly in there." <coughs> so yeah, that was my Vegas trip. Not the worst.
1: Not the best.
0: Technically, it is the best. That's sad. Technically, it is. Now, do I want to go back to that town? No. I don't like burning the money. (coughs) I didn't want to go there in the first place, but it was a good friend's birthday. Mm -hmm. And like, you know what? There was some food that's worth it. I feel like I'm getting a hang down uh, for me to enjoy Vegas. But I don't want to go there. I really don't like going there. Valid. Dude, that trip, just getting there sucks.
1: Yeah. It's like an eight hour drive from here. It is between six and eight. It was like it
0: was. It's a six-hour drive with no traffic, eight hours with the fucking Memorial Day traffic. Yeah, just fucking just cruising, pissing in the bottle, and listen to that audio book that you like lend me. Which like I literally was like I got pretty far deep into it, but then there was moments like all right, I'm gonna switch off. doing here you actually drive for like this like trip. I'm gonna go crash out, which gotcha. like wake like literally was like also very little sleep. Yeah. I wish I could just fucking, like, be a fucking potato, like, vegetable, but no. No. Fuck. We got a show to actually do. It's going
1: to be like that one episode of uh, Nitro where Kevin Nash thought it'd be a good idea to have the first, uh, to have the first hour or whatever be nothing but talking.
0: Yeah, I know. Fucking nothing but talking.
1: (laughs) All right, let's get into hour two. (laughs) damn it. (laughs) Oh, God. Right, let's actually start the show. Okay. What's the hot or not this week? Well, what did good friend
0: Jake say? I He just sent me a YouTube clip, like a YouTube link, so I guess we're watching YouTube. Oh. I know. But what, let's listen to what good friend Bone Steel has to say. And by has to say, let me make sure the record is on for the <laughs> for this, and then let's go.
1: I'm fucking sick still. So uh, wait, he got sick in basically Vegas. Basically, my only explanation is song sick. I was waiting for it to come out for a while. Newer band, dope chorus, dig the vibes. He sounds so Pretty sick stuffy. shit, in my opinion. Anyways, it's up to you guys if it's hot or not. <laughs>
0: oh yeah, I totally forgot. He got sick because Dylan went to Vegas sick. Oh my god. But here's the thing: I think Dylan had my cold. Like. Because I had like a little cold like a week prior. I don't know if you got like a little sore throat and like a little
1: nasal congestion. I mean, I did, but I haven't seen you in like two weeks. Yeah. It's been like two weeks. So I think you might like, uh, like
0: Dylan got like my little cold, Mm. but then Jake's kind of (laughs) dying. That or Jake got COVID in Vegas. Well, I hope not because you were with him. Well, seems like well. Here's the thing, but I've had COVID multiple times. I think I'm gonna, I'm like going
1: strong over here. Oh, yeah, immune, strong style immunity system. Fuck, might as well. Oh. All right, what's this damn link?
0: What is this damn link? All right, let's pull it up. It's pulling up. It's loading. It's loading. I have to unmute it. So the song called it. The band is called Unwell. Okay. Epiphany. How the fuck you say that?
1: Oh, um. Oh my god Oh, Epiphany This sounds like the early 2010s Yeah, I accidentally tracked that a little fucking loud Did it peak? Did it brick? Yes, a little bit That looks like your drum set He has no energy (laughs) Like literally
0: the rest of the band is coming
1: in with a high energy And he's like uh, the singer, because the music is just a performance video. I know, and uh, the, singer so kinda, the singer's kind of the singer's kind of low key. Wow, he has energy now. This sounds like it should have been in like some random like WWE pay per view back then. It does sound like a 2009
0: WWE like video game. Randy song. Orton,
1: Randy Orton versus John Cena. Nine.
0: Yeah, dude, this does sound like SmackDown vs. Raw music. Like menu
1: music. Yeah. Well, thank you for the menu music. I liked old SmackDown vs. Raw's because they actually used to play the songs, like, as you wrestle. Wow. He literally, the singer
0: decided to have energy now. Like, literally the first verse, he was like, huh.
1: Yo, the thick boy bassist, though. Ooh, nice, nice, nice stock Filmora video effects, guys. Yes. I can't hear you. (laughs) Oh,
0: I'm tracking this too loud. Like, yes, I'm going to turn this down when like, like
1: exporting this. I mean, it's all right. Yeah. This singer looks like somebody, but I can't place him. Hey, James. Yes? This video's kind of boring. Oh, fuck. Yes. Yes, it is. (laughs) It's kind of just there. Oh, here comes the break.
0: Oh, shit. We got a
1: breakdown, bro? Never mind. You know what? It's It's a new metal break! break! You know what? It's kind of like Rise Against. Yes. Very. (laughs) And this is a new band I think so
0: I'm very I'm very this focused. Is, um, I don't yeah. have any quirky comments. I'm just watching their boring video. Their like song is mostly chorus. Yeah. It's very, it Maybe I'm listening to it too loud. <laughs> I can't deci- decipher anything. See, I can hear I'm your voice. Like my fine. Fo- I feel like my phone's
1: just kind of like not tracking that well. Okay, so like I'm listening to that, right? Um well, what do you think? It sounds like Rise Against. <laughs> Maybe
0: I might have tracked that a little too loud. It seemed very <laughs> noisy for me. Yeah. But not any good noise It was just like it just felt loud. But I think that's a that's an issue with me. The song, it's not bad. That's not burning my world on fire.
1: It didn't really stand out. It, no, you, you know what it sounded like? It was there. It sounded like ra- it sounded like radio rock, but like not like one where like you know the guys like and hey, hey here's uh, here's uh, epiphany by unwell. No, it's more like this is a song where like you play like after a song but before commercial break. Like it's just like like it's just some random song on in the background during like some random teen movie or something. Yeah. Or like some, it it just feels kind of, uh, just feels there. I don't want to say generic because, you know. Okay, it's a little generic. It's quite generic, if I'm honest. Um, But we've heard plenty of generic stuff on here before and we thought it was good. It didn't really do much for me. I I hate to be a Debbie Downer, but I got to give it a not this week. I want to give it a nod. My mom is going to give it a nod anyway. She hates every song Jake recommends. That's fucking hilarious. (laughs) She literally told me she's she told me the other night. She's like, you know, in honor of the concert, you and I are going to. We should. You and James should. You and James should let me recommend you something from the 80s. You haven't heard. And I'm like, Mom, you have to talk to James. She's like, well, why? Well, why do I? Why do I have to do that? Why can't you just make it happen? And I'm like, because because it's first off it's jake's segment really the whole idea is Jake sends us something hot or not but just yeah she did I said this off camera but she did think last time's hot or not was funny the one you suggested the unofficial hot or not <laughs> with the with the with the slayer rating blood rap remix smoke a blunt, bust a nut dun, dun, dun. Yo, smoke she, a blunt, but, like smoke a blunt. <laughs> yeah. no like it's like one and a but, half in the morning and she like comes through my door busting well, up what? laughing she's like you guys are fucking crazy and smoke yeah. a blonde bust a nut fuck Vegas and shit yeah and I was to say this week you know I was just say we shouldn't worry too much about uh you know not saying stuff because like uh I know, I've been listening like, to a lot of Brian and Vinny lately we're there's just a focus lot of listening there's a lot of silence on Brian and Vinny you know because like We've always said they're the podcast that really inspires us, but sometimes they're really slow, kind of quiet. Like Vinny has some brisk notes, and sometimes Brian is being uh, time police, but yeah, you no. Know.
0: All right, let's all uh, right, roll on into the C A R. All right, what do we listen to this week?
1: All right, everybody, so check this out. I know this... we're just
0: rolling with the show because, like, fuck <laughs> that Vegas story went fucking
1: long. We have to cut the cruiser mate the cruiserweight match. Short. Don't worry, we're just cruising along at a at a more brisk pace. So this album is called "Who Are You." Uh this is this album is the last album with Keith Moon and Oh that's sad. Yeah. Damn it, I don't want to hear that. And and, now I'm bummed. And to my unsurprise, this album was a roller coaster apparently trying to get out. The Cliff Notes version of it is so band was drifting apart. Keith's health was declining in part due to addictions, which hurts the quality of his drumming performances. Roger Daltrey needed throat surgery. There was pressure from the record company to make another hit, brother. Uh, audio problems with still fresh keyboard and synth technology, and to top it all off, punk was super popular during when this was recorded, and this album had some of Townsend's most proggy bullshit, still recycling pieces from that scrapped lighthouse idea of his. So there was a feeling that they lost the kids demographic when this uh, album came out. Oh, and maybe one of the worst parts, Keith lost faith in himself as a drummer because he couldn't play a song, uh, he couldn't play in 6-8 time for the track 5 song. So yeah joy. I know, what a joy. this. I
0: I wrote here. Sorry, I'm just like, I guess like fucking Cody Rhodes, actually, sorry, like go back to wrestling real quick. Cody Rhodes I guess tore his peck, but he still wrestled tonight. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah, I guess, yeah, Daniel Bryan's Bryan Danielson is expected to miss two, one to two weeks due to an injury. So he did get injured, okay. And then Kota Ibushi is on a three month pay reduction since his recent drama. What happened with Ibushi? Um... He's been very pissy at New Japan.
1: Well, I've heard about that, but I didn't know it was enough to dock pay. Well, yeah. but What's the
0: issue? He just. Oh, he's, no. He's been saying a lot of like friggin like he's been like blowing up. On, he's been like blowing up on Twitter on how much he just does not like the fucking New Japan at the moment. <laughs> Mostly because he's like, dude, I'm injured. Can you guys fuck off? I'm like trying to like <laughs> heal. I can't go back. They keep making me go back. The stress like got to my mom. She, want, she went and tried to commit suicide. Fuck you guys. Oh, shit. Yeah. I was like, yeah. No, fuck
1: them for that.
0: Yeah, no, it's been kind of fucking like nar nar, but I guess they talked, and I guess like Abushi will just get a pay reduction for the recent like his public outrage. Now, when will he be? When will he be back? I do not know. So the who everybody? Yes, back to the who. Um, track Stumble one. Wrestling because like forget Jace go like man Cody's injury looks nar.
1: Yeah, he sent that earlier, but I ignored it. I'm like, I don't have a picture.
0: I'm not gonna look into it. Well, I'll look into like. Verbally, what it is? Yeah. A torn pack. Oh, I bet he's got a very bruised chest. Yeah.
1: So track one is called New Song. Lyrically, this song is flipping off their record label because they told them they wanted another hit. Make something that sounds like their old stuff. What we get is a fun Keys-led song that I really like. There's Keys, but there's rock, too. It's catchy. Roger still sounds good. Has a bridge with a lot of atmosphere. It's good. It's good. Uh, if if uh, I'd listen to it again, it reminded me of like an aggressive foreigner song. Seven out of ten.
0: So for what I thought of song one for this record, this seemed like a better open than the last record.
1: Oh, it's way better. I'm going to give it a high six out of 10. Very much better. Track two is called Had Enough. This song sounds straight out of the 90s, 80s. It's so poppy. It's so cheesy. There's even a full ass orchestra. This was another song left on the rock opera cutting room floor. But, uh, you know, I'm going to be honest. Those elements are kind of why I liked it. It's fun. It stays in your head. I'm well, not Roger, though. I, I When I was researching, there was a funny story of him getting in a heated uh, argument with their producer. So he played the story goes. He plays it for Roger. Roger doesn't like it. And then and this is a direct quote from Roger Daltrey. He smacked me and I smacked him. That's how we were in those days. Well, sorry, Roger, but I like the cheese. I gave it another seven. For me, I wrote down, bro, this is sticks. Lol. Six out of (laughs) ten. Okay, I I think I said that for another song on this record. (laughs) Well, it ain't going to be the last time I'm going to say it. Uh, Track three is called 905, Another Rock Opera Cutting Room. This has one of the sexiest electronic intros I've ever heard. The keys are working really hard on the song. Like you can hear the guitars if you want. They're fine, but bro, the electronic elements super fire. The overall beat and medley are a little bit uh, feel like filler, but everything else is pretty solid. I was torn between a uh between a, a like a high 6 low 7, but uh in retrospect, I I'd say a high 6 for that one for me.
0: All right, so for song three, I wrote down Space Folk. It's like spacey music, but it's like folk music in space. I thought it was kind of tight. A light seven out of ten.
1: When you said folk in space, the first thing I thought of was was Bob Dylan in space. Yeah, That'd be pretty awesome. Sure, this was like Bob Dylan dealing with (laughs) space. Track four is called Sister Disco. Now, here's a song that feels eh. Yeah. So lyrically yeah. lyrically, and I'm being serious, this song is about the how the Who will never play disco or use disco elements. Because that was a statement that definitely needed declaring, I guess. It's mid. Like it's fine, you know? The bridge has some really cool, you know, proggy crap here and there. It's like entry level prog, but it's there all the same. Uh you can really hear it in the bass. I will say this is another one of those songs where Entwistle's Whistle's bass is coming through super clear and Homie's just ripping it, but the song didn't really touch me. Uh, Six out of ten.
0: So for song four, for disco in the title, it was pretty prog rock. Six out of ten.
1: Track five, the one that made Keith Moon sad at his drumming abilities, is called Music Must Change. The song reminds me a lot, honestly, of a combination of like uh, Pink Floyd and Stevie Winwood. So fun fact about this song... um, Again, since Keith couldn't play to it, the percussion you stuff you hear in the background is like some cymbal stuff, some mild percussions, and I guess samples of footsteps. So I think that's really neat. I'm going to be honest. I like this song. It's very different from their regular stuff. I'd say it's a standout track. Very atmospheric. It has charisma. It's bluesy. Uh, Roger, uh, Roger sounds great. It's good. Upper 7 for me. I like the song.
0: For song 5? Yes. Oh, dude. I wrote down. I was like, eh, kind of just. Filler, five out of ten. Wow. Yeah, I
1: think we're really. Yeah, we're on like two different planes we on that to the one. Same record. I don't think on that. I don't think we listen to the same song. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now this song's funny. Track six is called "Trick of the Light." This is a song about a sexually inadequate man who can't effectively get it up and perform for a prostitute that's uh, a, actually the story that sounds like a very
0: embarrassing moment <laughs>
1: i like the heaviness i feel of, <laughs> sorry
0: for the character in the song
1: i like the heaviness of the song though it feels tough feels mean the song feels like you could watch some big hosses chop the shit out of each other to it maybe it went a little too long but i thought it was fun now nah, i gave it a seven so for song six i was this was like a very
0: who like song a very groover who like song but i thought it was a cool Strong 6 out of 10. It's like a song you've heard by The Who before. Yeah, fair enough.
1: Okay, here it is. Track 7. It's called Guitar and Pen. Hey, I wrote here, hey man, you like 80s era sticks? Or We Built This City? Because that's what this sounded like. Like, there's dirty guitars against clean electrics. There's literally, okay, I wrote here, and I think I can remember the point in the song, too. There's a part where the music sounds like, have you ever heard that one song where it's like, pretty little dreamers? You know that one? Well, there's a point I'm kind of where... spacing
0: on that one, yeah. But
1: <laughs> Well, there's a point where it sounded like it. It had a lot of cheese, although you know what? Maybe uh, maybe a little too much cheese. It's a uh, mid-six for me.
0: All right, For me, I wrote down for song seven, hey, back to sticks. <laughs> this is another cool one, but the lyrics are very corny. But you know what? I liked it. I'll give it a strong six out of ten.
1: And then strong, strong, song, song, eight is called Love is Coming Down. Now, I don't know about you, but I really, really dug this. It's a good ballad. At some points, it almost feels like it could have been in, like, a Bond movie. Um, sometimes it sounded like a Disney song because, again, there's, like, these really big theatrical music bits. And other times, again, it kind of reminded me of Foreigner. A lot of people ripped off Foreigner back then. Just ask Richie Blackmore. But, yeah, I just really liked it. Uh, another seven.
0: All right. For uh, song eight, I wrote down, well, let's bring in the symphony. the symphony for this slow one. Eh, kind of a light six out of ten. It was like a very slow, I could care less about the song, but let's bring a fucking symphony orchestra.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll just
0: have that going in the background. I was like, huh? Okay.
1: All right. Song nine. The, the who or nothing if not experiment. Okay. Track nine is the title track, and it goes a little something like, who are you? Who, 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 who? Uh, this song slaps. So hard. I love the song, even without it being one of the intros to a CSI show, which I watched. This my mom was all about Law and Order. I was like, "Fuck you, mom." I I didn't say that. <laughs> I, that I, mom. CSI. Lawrence Fishburne, bro. Yeah, I'm all about Lawrence Fishburne. Okay, I don't care about Law and Order. <laughs> so what? Ice teas in like
0: a Law and Order. Like in law and That's order. the only
1: reason I ever watched SVU. I'll be honest. Like Stabler and the gal, they're cool and all. But like iced Benson. Tea. It's Ice tea Body Count, motherfucker. Body count. But yeah, um, I love this song. I love it a lot. Uh it's uh it's a nine out of ten. I can't really say much more. It's awesome. Go listen to it. Go look go watch the performance video they made of the Who in the studio. The visual of them of like John Entwistle smoking a cigarette while him and the other guys are doing the who who Hoo hoo! It's great. Love the song. It almost shouldn't be on this album because everything else is kind of okay to good, but then this song comes out and it's like, "Fuck! This could have been this. This could have been on Who's Next. It's so good.
0: Damn right. <laughs>
1: Who's next? Wait,
0: who, wait, who was? Who's who?
1: next was the one with like behind blue eyes. Oh, uh, that gra- Bob yeah. O'Reilly. Yeah,
0: this. Yeah, this, this could have been on Who's Next. Yeah, yeah. I just wrote down, bro. Classic,
1: <laughs> iconic. CSI. Nine <laughs> out of ten. <laughs> exactly. So if I tally it up the score, which it did, uh, out of a score of 90, this song gets a 62! which I think if he's, which, uh, it's solid. Um, there's like, I'll be honest, there's a couple sevens in there that I thought maybe could have been sixes in retrospect, but I liked the album when I was going through it. Uh, you know, it, it was solid. It didn't light my, it didn't light my world on fire. Uh, considering this is the last Keith Moon album, I don't want to be pessimistic, but it might've peaked with who's next, but well, there's like four albums left. So we'll see. Okay. I, I thank God. Is it four or five? I'm pretty sure it's four. Hold on, I've got the wiki page open.
0: But yeah, if you ask me on this record, I liked it more than Who by the numbers. Obviously, this isn't the best Who record. No, it's kind of there, but it has that one shining song. Oh yeah, yeah it's got Who like yeah. Who are you? It was friggin' but
1: everything else is like you know it's kind of there,
0: kind of fun. But it's also sad to hear that this is the last record with Keith Moon. Yeah, yeah, he, like, didn't,
1: he didn't pass away very long after the record came out. I know. Too. And
0: it sucks to hear that, like, decli- like declining health, like, fucked with his drumming. Well, mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like, I still felt like he still was able to rip it oh, for yeah. Who Are You?
1: Yeah, there's four albums left. Next album is called Face Dances, which... Uh, there's only three more albums after that, so
0: okay, so it is four.
1: Yeah, yeah. So There's face dances is the next one. Yes, from the year of from the year of our Lord 1981. Well, that was a jump from 78 to 81. Oh yeah, I'm kind of curious on that one. Metal up your ass. Wait, that was 82. Never mind. Shit. <laughs> Wait, was the up your metal up your ass demo 82? There was a Metallica demo in 81, at least. Or was it the one? where... I'm sure they tracked a demo. Wasn't it? Was it? The, wasn't there one? Wasn't that no life to leather?
0: I think it might be no life to leather.
1: Okay, okay. Cool.
0: I heard that fucking getting a cassette like demo that like trying to get, like actually sell the resale price of like the cassette demo for that is like a couple is like a couple G's. Oh I wouldn't be I'm surprised. I'm fucking discogs, bro. I would love fucking to Metallica. Get, I would
1: love to get my hands on that, but I'm not paying a couple thousand dollars. I've already re- I've already given Metallica a lot of money. All right, main event time. It's main event time. Cool. Let's fucking- Let's just go. We went very long. I went very long with Vegas. I feel
0: like a butthole for going. Some that people
1: long. like to learn. Do 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 do. Some people wait their turn. Do 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 do. Some people live to fight. I think some people know what's right. Um, and then British rapper. I'm still. I still don't fully remember. I just remember the. You'll line. get about it by then. You I gotta know. be You'll- hungry in your tummy. <laughs> What?
0: (laughs) Okay, so I have not watched this episode in like two weeks. Okay. I literally hammered down my notes as soon as possible. So the convenience of me when I'm like good to do a podcast. Okay. So it's kind of been a minute. But so last time on Toughen Up. Yes. We have morning reaction. Morning rection. That's right. (laughs) We have fucking, yeah, general rection racing through the house. Great start. So yeah, morning rection. We have Michelle being smart and leaving because she realizes fuck this wrestling bullshit. Yeah, I really like my daughter. Yeah, you fuck you guys. What am I doing here? (laughs) Donnie Osmond has now finally
1: earned his right name of Martin. I'm not Donnie Osmond. I'm Martin now.
0: Oh yeah, there was a cheerleading challenge which was pretty cringy. Big Show showed up. Miss USA saved herself, going, you know what? I'm going to take this. I'm going to like you know take the opportunity to get like private one on one like. Training time. Well, I like
1: your commitment there. We had a, you're <laughs> off the chopping block. We had a run-in with Miss Hancock.
0: Yes, we did have a run-in with Miss Hancock. I, Stacy Keebler. I only, br- Keebler. I only
1: brought that up because I was really pissed at myself later on when I'm like, "Fuck," because because we brought up how General uh, how General, General Erection. Erection fought GI Bro. Yeah, right? and I totally because the DMCW thing, and I totally forgot. I'm like, "Fuck," that's right. Stacy Keebler was Miss Hancock. So that's that right. my Redemption.
0: Yeah, Miss Hancock. And then we saw the death of Mikhail. Oh yeah, and his incel fedora hat.
1: <laughs> uh, to, to quote, to quote Brian Alvarez, he died a death that he, day.
0: He did die a death that day by skin marks. So we're now down to ten contestants are left, and Miss USA is back in the house, and Christina's his friend with her. Yeah, this person, Christina,
1: we know nothing about. She only, I only I know, exists. I know two things. One, I know. Sorry, I know three things about Christina. One, everybody seems to like her. Two, she's she's pretty cute. And three, she does she doesn't seem that impressive. But she's not the dog shit worst either. No. Also, I'd like to tell you all a little something. This week's episode, tough enough, is brought to you by the word agility. Agility. Yes. So pay attention to that one. Skin marks returns to the house, and people are wondering why. How are you back? I know they're. they're How about you? Would be done. They're not. But glad I guess to, Michael's gone now. Yeah, they're Mikel. They're not glad to see him. They're not like, hey man, good job, good job. Everyone's like, what the fuck are you doing here? I don't know
0: who the fuck AJ is, but he felt he feels that Mikel was a better competitor over skin marks I
1: think he's the one because he that- had a better look. No, he didn't. I'm sorry. I really genuinely think that. First off, well yeah yeah. I don't well what. Mikel was bald, and he had bulging muscles. Yeah. But his technique was garbage. You know who has... And he couldn't <laughs> cut a promo to save his life. You know who has bulging muscles? John Cena. I don't know why I made that comparison, but that's what my mind went. Well, Mikkel- and Ryan has
0: Ryan has beautiful hair. I'm just saying, Mikel... Is not John Cena.
1: He, and he does what? not have
0: beautiful hair. He has like, and all he was was a meme ago. Like,
1: hey, you don't need to do much when you got a whole lot of booty. I can, re- I can only remember. That's all I remember. I only remember three things about him, and two of them are from episode one. Whole lot of booty. Uh his whole uh, uh, uh him uh, him getting the pillow thrown at him by Rima, and then. Just getting roasted for three episodes by by Bill DeMott.
0: Hey Bill, I'm sorry that you saw me in a cheerleading uniform. Like, I
1: hope it wasn't too embarrassing. It's like, I didn't even know you were there. Oh. <laughs> okay, so Yeah. That, I think uh I think we could see. So that same evening, uh, once everyone settled in, just around midnight. Uh, Rima's up. Oh, yeah, I had a fucking... No, in my notes, it was like... Let me just go over, like, real quick. Sure, sure. AJ feels
0: Mikkel was the better competitor over Skidmarks because he had a better look. I'm like, you know. Yeah, it's because, yeah, he was a better competitor because of the look. You know, not the stiff garbage technique, the masculine insecurities, and that bad promo. AJ, what are you
1: fucking on, bro? I was going to say, I believe AJ's the one that Stone Cold, a couple times, is called Tumbleweed.
0: I don't even know AJ's more invisible. Like, at least Mikel, we asked okay, I guess Mikel is a better competitor. He's more memorable (laughs) than than AJ. AJ. Shit. Well, either Skinmark confirms that, you know what? He was spicy with Mikel at elimination. He was able to stand his ground. And, you know, it's like, you know what? I'm going to show I have a bad side. I'm going to steal Mikel's bed. He's not here anymore. Because also, he doesn't feel like he needs to set up a bed either.
1: Whoa, what a badass.
0: Oh, what a badass. Now, this is the point where I said, all right, I'd sing the theme song, but you all kind of already sang it. Yeah. So.
1: Some people. So that same night, uh, that same evening at around midnight, uh, we're with Rima. Yeah, Miss USA. She laces up and goes to meet. uh, Huge erection. She goes to meet Bill DeMott. For some midnight extra training. Some midnight <laughs> training with Rection. So, for his, why did I write this like this? So, for his super intense training, <laughs> Bill. How intense was it? Bill has her, first he has her try to uh, do a front roll over a bag. And it goes a little something like this Rima fails, roll over the bag. Rima fails. You don't touch the dummy. Can't roll over the bag. Don't touch the dummy. Can't roll over the bag. Over the bag like five times. Over the bag. I was like, bro. And then in this order, as it was shown to us, he has her take a shoulder tackle, a schoolboy, back bumps, 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 suplexes more suplexes and then Rima oh this actually pissed me off Rima tries to hit tries to hit Bill with a schoolboy and he just he like he just crushes her with his fat ass and he's disappointed that she's hurt it's like bro what the fuck you sat on her did you see him take the schoolboy
0: it's been 2 weeks <laughs> i don't know i remember Rima was just being a weird noodle
1: well, and it was the I worst just, school
0: play you'd ever seen. It was very bad, and I believe it. So, Rexion is like, Rima, Miss USA, let's have a sit down.
1: Yeah, they have a powwow.
0: Yes, and Miss USA is bawling her eyes out and is in, very, in, in a lot of pain for doing nonstop bumps. Yeah. And then in a talking head, she might realize she might not be as tough, but she really... Oh, wait. What the fuck do I have here? In a talking head. She might realizes she might be not as tough, but she does have body coordination. That is the other way around. <laughs> she is literally sitting there is like, you know what? I feel like I'm tough and I can survive this. But she might finally have the realization she might not have the body coordination to do this
1: job. This was how I transcribe this scene. Uh, she cries. Sad music plays. Goes back to mansion. Cries. Then She cries says she doesn't want to quit, and then she cries. That's hey, Doug, <clears throat> hey, dog, You know what I've taken away from week four now of watching this show, and this show, and by it, by extension, WWE really love to make people cry. Someone has cried every week, at least, at least two people. Well, now it's the more. Now it's morning training, and Stone Cold
0: appears in his camo, camo shorts. shorts. Yes. <laughs> and he- and now a special guest, dot dot dot, one of the best storytellers and technicians. Oh
1: shit! It's Bret Hart. I'm gonna be real with you. He said, "My special guest, today, hey, one of his favorite opponents, uh, one of the greatest storytellers and entering technicians." I'm thinking to myself, "Motherfucker, if this is Triple H." Thank the Lord. I was so ready for it to be Triple H. But yes, like you said, Bret Hart, and then I wrote here, that's sick. I was like, oh, shit, it's Bret Hart. I was guessing, like, what, Bret Hart? Oh, shit, it's Bret Hart. (laughs) I was not thinking Triple H. It's just all those things I guarantee you Triple H would want someone to say about him. I
0: know when, like Stone Cold said, one of my favorite opponents, the best storyteller and technician, I'm like, what, Bret Hart? Oh shit. It's Bret Hart. Bro, and not- he's just
1: sitting there it was like, Brett, just like, why am I here? Uh I wrote I did write here. I said, you know, it's funny, Bret Hart is on because I didn't know about this. So I wrote here, I said, you know, I feel like maybe uh this should have been the episode that was about technique. If you're gonna have on Bret Hart. Yeah. Let's get Big Show on for technique. And let's get Bret Hart on for agility. I'll get to his promo because I wrote down his promo. You know, it's almost like kind of a fucking rib because we have a <laughs> clip
0: edit of Bret Hart of him being young and, and then him being old to like doing just punching people. Like he can't take bumps. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so you see this old Bret Hart and it's like, all right, everyone, I'm here to talk about agility. And you show a, like a clip edit of him not being able to do a agile ad- be very agile
1: in his old age. Do you think this was a rib? Oh my, it's ridiculous. So, oh, I wrote here. I said, Luke looks like specifically he climaxed in his pants, seeing Bret Hart. Well, who would it? I'm like, (laughs) I'd be going, oh my God, it's Bret Hart. So I'm going to read, this isn't word for word. Like 10 feet away uh, from me. Oh bro, if Bret Hart just showed up randomly, hands in his pockets, looking just absolutely just uncomfortable, like he always does, I'd be the best thing. (laughs) You know, I would still
0: mark out seeing a very uncomfortable Brett Hart, Bret Hart, Hart, Hart
1: looking like Stu Hart, like just pop <laughs> through my door right now. Could you imagine if he did cameo, how like awkward those would be? He's like, Hey, this is Brett Hart. The, ex- the excellence of execution, the excellence uh, of execution, your friend, your friend, Ed told me to wish you a happy birthday. Uh, so happy birthday. Can I get my 80 bucks now?
0: Wow, he's a very awkward dude.
1: So can we just say that Bret Hart's very awkward? Oh, he is.
0: He's yeah. So at least this old Bret Hart, maybe like watching wrestling in shadows, Bret Hart seems a way more approachable person, bro. bro, Old Bret Hart does not seem
1: approachable, bro. Bret Hart in that movie feels like fucking Peter Parker, just an everyman who just tried to do his best at what he loved. Yes. So Bret says, "I took a lot of pride in being a serious professional." I did this twenty three years nonstop. It's a long, hard road. The most important thing you can learn is agility to protect yourself. I pride myself on never injuring anyone I've worked with. After a point, you just gotta go for it. Give everything you got to make it to the top. I wrestled as hard for in front of five hundred people as I did ninety thousand. Didn't matter if there was ten of them. If they were making a lot of noise, I'd give them the best show I could. I was always that little kid in the front row, watching. Being a fan first gives you that passion to be the best in the world. It's 100%. You got to go all the way. And like, as he's talking, there's this Well, I
0: felt like you put in way more effort than he actually put in that speech. I just wrote down, Brett is doing a monotone inspiration speech on wrestling in front of 500 people to 20,000 people. I feel like you might have had more life than he did. I feel like he just showed up and phoned it in.
1: Look look they had some inspirational ass music playing in the background and i watched oh, that the music the, made it better I, I watched through the first time without pausing and i don't know what it was i fucking loved it i thought it was awesome i was like fuck yeah bret hart i was watching as like man he's just phoning it in
0: he and he looks like he would rather be anywhere else than here
1: you know bret gets a lot of shit from fans new and old but but fuck those guys. He loved this business, and he loved oh, what no, he no, did. Oh, no, 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 no.
0: Brett is awesome. Like, no, no, I'm not just on, like, Brett, like, not being awesome. Like Now, I does, he kinda have,
1: now does he perpetually kind of have a stick up his ass? Look, Bret Hart had to go through a lot of shit. He, first off, he was trained in the dungeon, which just sounds like hell. Then he had to deal with McMahon's crap in 97. And then he had to deal with WCW's crap. And then he mm. got injured. Yes. And then... And he literally can't. He he literally has never been able to wrestle again for the last like over twenty years, and it's the thing he loves most in the world. And his marriage fell apart. And let's be honest, sometimes the guy looks older than Dave Mustaine, and I'm pretty sure he's younger than Dave Mustaine but like ten years. So he's been through a lot, is my point. Uh, so Stone Cold points out no Booker T this week, and yes, the word of the week is agility. He says. Agility is one of the most important things you can learn in the ring. This week, we're going to drill you on agility. Mike, thanks, Stone Cold. Yeah, because when I think of agility, oh, yeah, I think Stone Cold. I think Bret Hart. Fuck, don't you remember with fucking Bret Hart doing his agility, doing his sick elbow drops and Canadian destroyers and shit? Yeah, maybe he did a leapfrog. Ooh, (laughs) he did an arm drag. Yo, he like crawled His whole thing was literally technique, you dumbasses. That actually pissed me off that they didn't have him for the technique episode. They had Big Show. <laughs> but the Big Show's credit, you put him over. Your exact words were when I was like, well, why didn't they get someone like Jack, uh, Jack Swagger? You're like, pretty sure Big Show has more technique than Jack Swagger. So I could stand by that. <laughs> but does he have more technique than Brett? No, no one does. The only fucking person I could think of that come close is like a Zack Sabre Jr. or in his prime American dragon, Daniel Bryan. All right. What was the spot training that they were doing? So this is called in and out. Stone Cold says in his talking head. Now, Now I know the challenge works like this. Sorry, Bill says this. He says, you uh, you start at a turnbuckle. You jump out, then you jump in on one side, then you jump out, then you jump in on the other. That's one. You do that to all four turnbuckles. Five times each. I'm like, fuck you, Bill. I know you can't do that. Oh, and then Stone Cold, by the way, as he's explaining this to everybody, has the most evilest smirk on his face the whole time. Like the whole time.
0: So yeah, that's why I was like, "Well, now we have peeps doing the Tanahashi spot." I'm like, "Wait, why the fuck did I say that?" But I was like, "Oh yeah, (laughs) you know when like Tanahashi's like about to hit the high five, the high five flow, and he just like freaking does like he hops up and over the ropes, but he's kind of like slide, he like slides over them." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he was like the peeps were making like them do that, and I was like, "Oh yeah, the Tanahashi spot." Well, Miss USA is very sketchy doing this. I'll let you break uh, yes. it down.
1: So first up is Andy. Um, he says, my agility is part technique, part experience. So my agility sucks. I'm like, okay, thanks for that. He's kind of whatever. Skidmarks Marks does it. Could be better. Then Martin, he starts off all right, but gets a little gassed. He says something about agility and he's, he says something about agility. He says one thing about agility is if you're tired it'll be tough moving around. I'm like, "Wow, no shit." <laughs> Thanks, Martin. Wow. <laughs> Great insight. Fuck, really, bro. <laughs> they kept you I can't they kept you over Matt Cross, goddamn. I see why. <laughs> Damn. Stone Cold says uh, as all these people are sweating and burning and dying, Stone Cold goes, <laughs> "I love agility." <laughs> He's like a supervillain, but what? you love him. That's what he did. There's just a point where he just laughs uproariously. (laughs) I love agility.
0: (laughs) While we're watching these people like sketchily like hop over and like freaking get rope burned. Here's the thing. I'm sure you're going to go down through everyone. I just know it was like Miss USA. Like the notable people was Miss USA. Was fucking very sketchy doing this. She wasn't good. She looks like she was gonna like eat mad shit. I thought she was. She going might to have sl- ate
1: mad shit. I thought she was going to slip off the ropes and break something. But you
0: know who didn't eat mad shit? Luke. Luke was killing it with this challenge. So was Big Rig. Yeah, no, but then Big Rig comes in. And I'm like, oh shit, the boy Big Rig.
1: He still he steals it. Big Rig says, "Yeah, it was a lot of fun because it was a lot of uh, bouncing around, and uh, I'm good at that." Like, you're good at bouncing around?
0: I don't know. Any other notable? Anything else notable with them, like, dying with this, like, just fucking that, drill? Uh, just that,
1: just that Evilly sucks. Uh, Evelisse is tiny. And, and Christina- And yes, Eric has bad cardio. And, but Christina was actually not half bad, they said. So that's good for her. She doesn't have much of a personality <laughs> that we've seen. Because stuff seems to happen around her, but we don't see it. Because again, she's not horrible, but she's not great. But she's friends with everybody.
0: Yes. All I know is that after the challenge, Luke is saying no one was prepared for this competition.
1: Luke actually. Except (laughs) him and my man Big Rig. Luke, in fact, Luke says because they're the two standing tall, Luke has a quote Ray Charles could have seen this coming. These people aren't prepared. And I'm like, I bet he thought that was clever. So next day, I guess, Bill stops by and he said, Today is the day for a life lesson. And I'm gonna explain the segment to you verbatim. He tells them you have negative ten minutes to get dressed and go meet Trish. Huh? Negative ten minutes ago.
0: Are we talking about morning reaction
1: as yeah. he has people meet up in the living room just
0: to tell them, All right, you need to go meet Trish? You.
1: Morning Rection. <laughs> yes. I hate you. But yes.
0: It was almost like you know, everyone come into the living room. So you have negative 10 seconds to go meet Trish.
1: Yeah. And then there's a pause. Why did you just bring everyone here? And then there's a pause and he goes negative 10 minutes ago. And then they leave. And then Bill gets this big, fat, shit eating grin. He is so he's not even smug. He's like genuinely really proud of himself. He gives a hearty chuckle and he's this is a quote. He goes (laughs) negative 10 minutes bitching. I'm like, you are so lame. That's all I could think of to say at that moment. Oh, man. Big Rig says how agility is a big part of the sport and he's ready. I'm like, thanks, Big Rig. So they go to this place called Frisco's Bar and Grill. Now, I've never been here. Have you been here? Is it good? What? No. Oh, why are you asking me? Well, because you eat at a lot of places. Whoa, there's a lot of places. You eat a lot of places. You eat a lot of food. You actually eat more than me. Sure. You just work out. <laughs> so we see Trish say how, and they said this yesterday, but again, agility is a big part of the sport. And today they're going to reinforce it. So you know how we're going to reinforce agility? Have fun roller skating around. We meet the woman that owns the store named Joanna. And she's basically like, sub homes. My waitresses have been on TV and music videos. We're the best bar uh, bar best car hops around we're gonna give you a crash course in agility so yeah they go and i wrote here they go from being roadies to taking out trash to getting mauled by dogs and then they're cheerleaders and now they have to deliver food to tables The show is, roller skates the show is fucking sadistic man so they do a practice course Eight, these are, these are everything I got. AJ slips. Eric slips. Big Rig sucks. Trish says they all suck. And after literally all of them fall on their asses, Joanna goes, y'all are ready for Frisco's. I'm huh? like, what? Are you, are you watching the same show I am? I guess not. So hey, let's just put these people to work for the lols. So they're doing around, they're going around doing their thing. Here comes Bill. He's really just there to show up and eat some food drops and then. They have to do a dance at some point. You thought the cheer was cringe? Oh no, the dance. These fuckers r- have to do a synchronized dance.
0: Yep, it's pretty cringe.
1: Also, Bill sees Eric
0: fall and he points and laughs. As I wrote wrote down, I wrote down Rection howling at Eric eating shit. He's a happy Rection. <laughs>
1: I'm going to. F- I don't care if you do the audio. I'm going to fucking fight. You're going to be audio only. I'm going to fire you from the host spot. <laughs> okay so Trish pulls everyone aside and asks them hey did you guys all have fun they're like yeah 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 she said well you look like you really incorporated your agility into your performance today I'm like are you watching the same fucking show (sighs) no this was worse than the cheerleading challenge it didn't last as long but this was worse because No, (laughs) no this lasted
0: way longer than the cheerleading challenge yeah like the training might have been longer for the cheerleading challenge, but like this, them actually doing shit was like, this sucks. <laughs> I rather would watch something else. God fucking damn it.
1: This, I don't know if this was death TV, but it was pretty close. But here's the thing though they're all done.
0: Hey, you know what? You guys seem like you put in a good day's work. How about you enjoy the bar?
1: Yeah let's, How, yeah, let's party. Let's and, party. And then people's like, yes, let's party. Rima at one point gets so uh gets so lit with it. She gets on the table and starts dancing. People throw money at her. Ugh. And then um Big Rig starts stripping. I wrote here a disco valley comes out. What the fuck? Oh, a disco ball. A disco ball comes out. And then Big Rig gives, I believe, Joanne a strip tease. By the way, there are elderly, family, and children still at this restaurant watching him do this. And I'm not going to lie, it was a little funny. It was funny. <laughs> it was pretty funny. I just hope Big Rig didn't whip out the Big Rig. That's two... I believe that is now two strip teases I have watched that man do.
0: Yep. Well, either way. So but then the, we see... Like, all, like A lot of the contestants are partying, Yeah. but then we see Andy sober sulks in the corner. He
1: almost says... Word for word, he's being lame and straight edge. Basically. <laughs> see, so, on Bre- see on Brett's show, this would screw him over, but this is tough enough. This might have bought himself another three weeks of safety. He's just sitting there like,
0: everyone's partying here. I really don't do this. I like to keep, a drink, like keep it here. I'm here to be a WWE superstar. You
1: know, I've never seen such a tall guy be such a vanilla midget.
0: Like, literally, it's like he talks about being straight edge, but then we get cuts of Luke being shirtless and women grinding on him. And then we see Andy, like, flip up his hood, and he just continues
1: sober sulking. I forgot about the part of women grinding on Luke. (laughs)
0: Yeah, she's just talking about, I was like, I live a very clean lifestyle, and then we see Luke getting grinded by women.
1: (laughs) Christina has a talking head outside the bar. It's always kind of funny. Yeah. Christina has a talking head outside the bar where she says, everyone is feeling a little toasty toasty very
0: toasty
1: so now were they
0: like fucking shit face drunk no no because i think the peeps were like they might be a little extra drunk no now i remember christina and miss usa are like hey we're gonna be party peeps we're gonna pass everyone drinks around so we get them a little extra toasty because tomorrow's the skill challenges so if we can get them feeling like dog doggy do maybe we'll look better yeah Cool.
1: Didn't really work out for him, though. No.
0: It? So next morning. Sh- we- yeah. Next morning, we next morning we have Rection doing shoulder bumps with Peeps. We
1: don't even they don't even like do a bit where they show people having hangovers. The drinks like factored nothing at all nope. into the story. Nope. They're off doing training. This looked like it was filmed on in a completely different week. But yeah, we get right to the skill challenge to test their agility. So here's what's going to happen. They're going to run at each other. Lock up. Tackle draw. Tackle drop? Tackle drop leapfrog and pim. The idea is to see how they give and take these moves or until someone uh, screws up. So whatever skill challenge spot drill with eliminations. So AJ and Martin up first. They're fine. Luke and evil East. They're fine. Andy and big rig. They're fine. Ryan and Rima. Rima is soft and screws up. Falls soft. Leapfrog's lame. Messes up a leapfrog. She's first one out. How do I
0: put this? Yeah, Miss USA was just a mess.
1: Yeah, yeah. I feel bad, though, because you could really feel like she was like actually the TV show really showed me she was trying.
0: She can't do a front roll. (laughs) I feel like she needs to learn some basic body movements.
1: So Eric and Andy, Eric does some stuff, right? But messes up some other stuff. So he's out. Christina and AJ screwed up and ad libbed or whatever. Here's the thing.
0: They're making them doing like these like r- rotations out. There's a little bit of cardio into this challenge. Where, like, you know, we mostly see peeps dying trying to do leapfrogs. Oh, yeah. Mostly we see tiny women like Eva having to jump over six foot men. Yeah, and they're getting pissed. I don't that think that's
1: a fair advantage. Yes. And yeah. they're getting
0: pissed like, man, I'm very disappointed.
1: It's like, fuck you. That's literally unfair. It's not. This isn't a thing of, and you know, it's funny later on. I'm going to, I'm not skipping ahead, but later on when they're talking about the bottom three, Bill makes a mention on how, oh, I want to just make a mention. This says, this is nothing against the women. This isn't a men versus women thing. And I'm thinking to myself, bro, if you're putting fucking evil in there with Andy. Yeah. Who's like six something. She's probably going to quote unquote screw up a leapfrog because Homeboy's like, like, he's fucking tall, and she's tiny. I don't know, just, I just felt like it wasn't a fair matchup.
0: No, it was kind of fucking dumb. But Trish <laughs> was like, man, I like, these women, they have to work harder than the men. I don't think they have the ability to jump high, like, jump over six-foot dudes. No. Especially after they've been, like, you know, cardiovascularly been fucking doing this for a minute. Yes. It's almost kind of unfair. Trish. Yeah. kind of sounded like a dumbass. no if <sighs> you had these women, like, you know... Like you know, running these
1: spots among themselves, I think there might be a little bit more fair to judge the field. Yeah, if only because at least they be the same height. Yes, I think the only guy that was close to their height was Mikel. and he's gone. He was pretty short. Yeah, and it's funny that he's short, Ryan. Mostly because fuck him, <laughs> Ryan. It's funny because he's short. I don't know. It's funny. Ryan and East they both get thrown out. They both get thrown out. Big Rig and Martin. Big Rig's doing good, but messes up a little things, Stone Cold said. So he's out. Andy and Martin. Martin impresses Andy and Luke. Luke says he's like Muhammad Ali. He's going to tell and then show how good he is. Martin and Luke are the top, and they are ordered to go until there's a lead dog. Do you think that's the same as being the big dog? Oh, well,
0: I don't think the Roman Reigns in it, but oh, and they
1: have them take their shirts off like it's a fucking up yes. Final. Do we like
0: say our final three was Andy Martin and Luke, but then Andy was like then gets knocked out. So now yeah. it's like all right, Luke and Martin, you're the last ones. Go to you camp, but you guys go shirtless. Okay.
1: Okay. But you know who wins? Martin again. Yeah. Luke they, is eliminated. They called. They were talking amongst themselves, and they're like, Luke is a very selfish wrestler. He's been a very, he comes off as a very selfish human being. He, he, oh, he comes off like a sociopath too. Cause in his talking head. Cause as I pantomime to you uh, off, um, like during one of the shows, uh, he had just has this really same straight look and this weird tone of voice. He says, anyone with half a brain wouldn't believe I came in second. I'm the top dog. I'm the alpha. I'm like, this dude's wound just a little tight.
0: I wrote down Luke is very butthurt <laughs> at him saying he's the top dog. He was salty. He was very salty. That fucking Donny Osmond is fucking whipping his ass hey, at these challenges. He's Martin now. He's Martin. <laughs> Luke, you look promising, but I guess you kind of you're a little tightly wound there, bro.
1: <laughs> he's a selfish wrestler, I guess. I guess so. It's funny because I I nearly think about when people say like people are selfish basketball players, you know, they hog the ball and try to get all the shots. I'm like, I guess that's what Luke was doing. I don't know. So bottom three discussion time. Trish says Martin was dope. Steve says Martin is dope. Bill says Andy was cool. Same with Luke. Steve and Bill lambass Ryan for like the 90th fucking time. Like it's actually getting annoying how much they hate this guy. Yes.
0: Steve says, like, we get it, bro. I don't know what, why skid marks is annoying. Like, here's the thing. Perceived to us, he seems fine. Yes. It's just more low key. Yes. But if for some reason. He has a personality. I guess it's the, his personality pisses off the judges. Rektron feels very threatened by Skidmarks here.
1: Maybe it's the hair.
0: It must be the hair. So this is weird. Yeah, Stone um, Cold
1: doesn't like people with long, beautiful hair. So, after Steve says all the women suck this week, because he does pretty much tell Trish that word for word, Trish says Evilise has a boo-boo face. Okay, then. She says she was watching her wrestle, and she she said she didn't like this boo-boo face she was she had, and I'm like, what? Okay. Oh, and Trish thinks Christina's a disappointment. <laughs> okay. Same with Steve and Bill. Rima... Who C refers to as the 110 pound elephant in the room, which I forgot to mention was the name of this week's episode. She's green, but Big Rig is also green, he mentions, and he's picking it up. Trish says, I just, th- she's not an athlete. I'm like, wow, really? That's a great observation, Trish Stratus. Of course, she's not an athlete. Wow. What a very inci—what a very incitive
0: like. That sounds like it's stating the obvious.
1: It'd be like if you and I went out on a run, and I come in like dead last behind you, and then like someone else around us is like, you know, I think that ever guy just isn't an athlete. I think that
0: ever guy isn't in like a <laughs> as like good in cardiovascular condition.
1: It's like really. She did beauty pageants.
0: Wow. 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 Um, Wow. What a great observation there. It's just, did it feel
1: like they were stating the obvious? There was a lot of stating the obvious this week. I know they've done it throughout the shows, but it happened a lot. Like when they're talking about the agility and stuff, like literally fucking Martin. That was one of my favorite lies to show. You know, the thing about agility is if you get tired, it's going to be real hard to move around yeah no shit <laughs> you don't say there
0: was a lot of just stating the obvious but the like one comment I got is when they asked like alright who do you think would be a bottom three like honestly it's hard to choose a bottom three it's easier for a top five than choosing a bottom three
1: yeah Bill says that yeah so now let's get to our bottom three. Unless do you have anything else with them? Like ha- with them, bro, these discussions are really easy to summarize. Yeah. This person sucks. This person sucks. I like this guy. This guy's a disappointment. Wow, They're stating some obvious, very ob- obvious, obvious <sighs> Rima's just not an athlete. Wow. <laughs> so they go out there and Stone Cold says for the bottom three, it's going to be Rima. And that's it. He says, there's not going to be other, another uh, bottom three this week. Uh, she's cut. She's gone. Right then and there. He's sending her home. Bam! I wrote it as Steve gives her a mercy killing. Yep. Now we see Miss USA packing up saying it's not fair.
0: Yeah. Stone Cold says that she has heart and willpower. And I just wrote down, but bro, she can't do a front roll. Well,
1: she yeah, she's not an athlete. I know. <coughs> I'm glad, I, I'm glad they told me that because I couldn't conceive that myself. Yeah, they say their goodbye. She gives the belt to Steve. Um,
0: she says, like, you know what? I think I can actually learn this. And Stone Cold's like, yeah, but not in the time of this television show. <laughs> like, literally, she says, I think I'm tough. I know I'm tough enough. I can believe Rima could be stabbed. We could be like. Sh- like thrown into a middle of a battlefield, get stabbed, get shot, and could still make it. But like, I believe Rima is tough in that sense. Okay, I was wondering where but you she were... cannot do a front roll. <laughs> so it's was... like because there's a thing about the show. They go like, yeah, are you tough enough to be a WWE superstar? I think Rima's tough enough to survive nuclear fallout, but she is not athletic enough to do
1: pro wrestling. You know what's funny about that is after this, uh, about that she uh, she said in 2011 she's go or later on or whatever she's going to train to become a professional wrestler for sure. And then in 2012 she actually made an appearance at WrestleMania Access, and that was it. Doing what? I don't know. I just know that ever since 2018 she received the license for the Miss Universe Lebanon competition, becoming its director. She organized that year's competition, um, and yeah, so she runs a she runs a she runs a big beauty competition now, and she married some guy named Wasim. Hmm. Okay, then this dude. Look at that, my boy Wasim. He looks, he looks like he could have been on tough enough. He looks
0: like he owns a hookah store.
1: <laughs>
0: well, either way, my yeah. la- my last lines. Was that basically Miss USA says that she showed the world that she could be tough enough. And I was like, no one is discrediting her for being tough. Yeah. Like, if l- the literal term of her being tough, I think she might, she might even, she, she might even win for just being tough. Oh, yeah. But, homie, she can't do a front <laughs> roll. I don't think she could do this pro wrestling thing. No, I think there's a point where, like, I feel like they like put a little too much emphasis on the tough enough thing over the hey, can you actually just do pro
1: wrestling? Because can you like you know do these people? These these people come into tough enough thinking that it's the equivalent of SpongeBob trying to get in the salty spittoon. Welcome to I'm Bill Demott. Welcome to Tough Enough. How tough are you? It's like how tough am I? I can't do a forward roll. <laughs> I know. Very inspiring. Yeah, this show is this show's interesting. I'll say that because the show this show, more than anything else that's ever been said about the company, this show would make me not want to wrestle for WWE. <laughs> fuck these guys. No. They, they, they had them going through the roller skate bullshit getting trained by Bill Damon. I know he's not there anymore, but just yeah, it just and so and that's the thing. Stone Cold episodes 1 and 2 just talks about how much pain it is being on the road all the time. He had two daughters that he didn't know really for like 15 years. Yeah, Stone Cold kind of contradicts You know what? I don't want to be tough enough Stone Cold.
0: I think there have been smart people that decided to leave the show like, you know, doing the smart thing. Yeah. Well, either way, we'll be next, we'll be back next week with episode This is episode 4. four. Right? Yeah. Well, we'll be back with episode 5. Yeah. It's been a minute. Well, listeners, I'm ready to wrap this up. Yeah, let's This is the Triple D Radio show with your host James and Edward. Sorry for a long one. Hope you have a good one.
1: Audios.